All right, well, welcome everybody to hey. another episode of Bottom of the Bill. How's it going? Uh, so the setting looks a little different. We got a, we got a brand new studio, guys. Where am I? We're uh we're we're leveling up, as the kids say these days. We no, we uh, invaded. Yeah, actually. I'm just joking. We actually just invaded uh, yeah. Jacob Hudson. What is ours now? The uh, co-owner and operator of Pine Studio. Um, who's here also, who's in our Murray guest Hill. too? He's also our guest. Yeah, was we're kind, in his home. We're in his home. He was yeah. kind enough to let us use his studio to do the podcast today because. Uh, Billy's house decided to just turn into literal hell. It literally pitched a fit. Nin- <laughs> <laughs> 90 degrees. Yeah, it's pretty hot in there. Yeah, so we couldn't do the podcast here today. So anyways, um, Jacob is a producer. He's a musician. Um, and he's got a lot of amazing things going on for the Hell of a community. nice guy. Yeah, the conversation today was really great. We kind of went down the fucking rabbit holes on this one. Yes, we did. Uh not a whole lot of, I mean, there was some good music talk for sure. It was all about music. Well, we talked about like existentialism and. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Where was I? And, uh, having a crisis, <laughs> I will say. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so thank you guys for uh, tuning in, deciding to watch with us. Uh, enjoy the episode. New episode of Bottom of the Bill starts now. Oh, wait, I forgot to plug the uh, our documentary. Okay. We're doing a watch party July 26th for our documentary. Nice. We're releasing a documentary documenting our last album. That's very tight. Yeah, it was fun. I I, I uh, <sighs> so hard to write. I edited it myself and like produced it myself. And it oh was dang, okay. It's surprisingly good. Yeah. That's what I keep saying. This is bottom of the bill, where we talk about the modern grind of a musician album cycle. Oh, hold on, Bill. Give me a second, man. Because we don't know what we're talking Spotify about. Spotify playlist. You keep interrupting me. That's not how we discussed it. Just give me a second. Man. We invite established artists. Festival on sh- lineups. Can I just get my stuff out real quick? We invite established artists on to share their strategy to success. Marketing strategy. The premier do-it-yourself podcast. Hashtag DIY. Aw, oh, screw it. This is bottom of the bill. Here at Pine Studio, yeah, because Billy decided to turn his apartment into Satan's taint. Yeah, or his house. Sorry, it's a, it's a single it's a single family home. <laughs> he, he just decided to turn into Satan's taint. I didn't decide. You to. decided to. Why would I decide? You tell me, bud. I wish I should have. Sh- maybe you can put it in post or whatever, and I'll give you the readouts. But yeah, it was it was ninety one degrees in my house today. Yeah, AC's getting fixed, but we had to get out. But uh, I want to say thank you to Jacob Hudson, the uh, co-owner and uh, operator of That's correct. Pine Studio. Got that right. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, for letting us use his space to do this interview today. This looks fucking dope. I think we're just going to come back and do this every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. We just, got in the contract. Yeah. $10,000 a week is pretty $10, cheap. $10,000. Well, I'm thinking more exposure points, but you know, we'll, we'll work it out later. Yeah, we'll talk fine. about the yeah. logistics Yeah, life gives on. you lemons, though. This is, place is amazing. <laughs> I love your studio. It's a small investment for you, if, you, if we're being honest. Yeah. I'm actually doing you a favor. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we should do for now. Honestly. We're just we're just a satellite podcast, and we invade your house and we interview you. Yeah, I want to do this setup every single time. That'd be dope. What did you set up? I just well, you know, I was bringing <laughs> my more of a producer role. I was bringing my big PE. I was bringing my big PE to the table today. That's you know, right, yeah. big producer energy. That's right. Well, we can let that. Yeah, just let that sit there for a second. Just well, sit because, with that for a second. I, that. I yeah, was thinking big physical education, and I was like, big a, physical a big education. PE day would be the parachute day. I do oh. like to go to the gym a lot. 
Did you have the parachute in Miami? Uh, we did. Uh, when I was in karate, we did that, but we never never did that in school. I went to public school, bro. I went to public school in Kentucky. We still had a parachute day. Man, that's impressive. Yeah, I know, right? We I was homeschooled. Have I didn't have it. So you were homeschooled? Yeah, I was homeschooled for one year too. Oh, cool. What year? Uh, eighth grade. Okay, I was I was I was K through twelve, my guy. Fuck oh wow, you were homeschooled. Yeah, I am introvert as hell. You are surprisingly uh, stable, apt at uh, yeah, socially like apt. conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> um, and stable too. Um, well, uh, how, what was your homeschooling situation like? Uh, let's see. I had, uh, two siblings, so, uh, older brother, younger sister, and then it was all on the computer, but it was all like not online. It wasn't the online school thing. It was like workbooks. Yeah. Basically work like digital workbooks, essentially. Okay. You, know, yeah. you like read the lesson plan. They gave you a little quiz thing. And then if you passed it, you were done with that. And then it was real easy to wait like three months, not do any schoolwork. And then my parents would be like, hey, testing's coming up soon. You ready for it? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. Um, let's just crank out like 30 ses- you know, sessions in one day. Yeah. And then hope to God that I retained it long enough. I mean, that shit's pretty basic, man. You know what I mean? Like even for, even for, oh, I don't know, maybe homeschooling. I think the education uh, curriculum is probably a little bit more in depth. It's a little more studious because they know they have to pass like state tests and things to right. like let you keep that and so like they try to put the bar a little bit higher than it should be just so that like it won't you know become illegal i guess or whatever how involved were your parents in the process um not very they like like all they had to do was grade like papers basically oh. like, so just papers um but besides that everything else was automated so that's tim, fucking dope. uh tim tebow was homeschooled too really yeah. Yeah. yeah he sure was yeah he's a weird guy right no uh, he was nice we had him here in the studio a couple times oh you um, did yeah i, I did that i back. did two of his audiobooks um <laughs> no, i hate that guy yeah <laughs> no he he was fine Whoops. um he remembered my name the second time so i appreciated that i can't tell um, if he's kidding are you kidding? no no he really he, I, I had his his mother in here as well i also did, did her audiobook um, no kidding yep that's yeah, awesome uh, he's a very big guy by the way yeah um, he's a football player yeah, his legs are uh, <laughs> his legs were my waist, and I was like, man, that guy could crush me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if yeah, he got angry, a, he could crush me. That's a that's, that's a, awesome though. I had no idea. Yeah, I don't. Not, I'm not. I was I'm gonna to crack brag. a joke, and now I'm not going to. <laughs> oh no, you totally can. Let's let's roast the guy. No, let's I'm ro- just I'm just a Kentucky Wildcats fan, and I grew up, and I I hate the Florida Gators more than uh, anything. True. Yeah. But Tebow, if you're watching that, I'll have you on. Hey Tebow. Oh look at him there. He is. Praise I, the Lord. Oh, he's re- re- that's him in Pine Studios, right? Yeah, yep, reading the, the yep. Bible. Uh huh. Yeah, that that is the Pine Studios vocal booth. That's, yeah, that's, that's his, what it looks like. Vocal that's his audio book. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's reading his own audio book. I'm sure if you go to the Instagram, you could probably find a photo of him, and then I'm not tagged in anything. Uh-huh. They did not give us any. It's even yeah. It's, Don't it's you hate it when people do that? Yeah, like they, they took videos and stuff in here. He's like, "What's up, guys? We're in the studio today." Blah blah blah, and it's just like, "Hey, can you get out? Of, can you get out of the camera?" Show? Oh, for fuck's sakes, bro! Oh, cool. Give give people a little bit of love. You know, what well, I mean, your local community. I'm I'm saying if he ever did like. Uh, do an audio reading book reading of the Bible from start to finish and do it here. It would make you a lot of money, but I think it would sell like hotcakes. Oh, it probably would. Yeah, good Christian girls getting just, mm, yep, yeah, they'd be there for it. Well, I'm just, it just, it, it baffles me when people that have platforms don't use them to like help elevate, you know, other people trying to do things. If, if you're working somewhere, like you're working with people, don't you want to like help elevate the thing that you're, I don't know. Yeah. Like the mentality of like a rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but also it's like, do I want to have that like be my claim to fame or something like that? Like that seems kind of dumb to like put too much and like in the grand scheme of things, like that's why I didn't put too much weight on it for me. I was like, well, you know, keep grinding, keep like, well, like am I waiting for somebody to give me a shout out that's going to make it? And then they're like, oh, that's just the dude that, 
did that guy's audiobook. Like, yeah, I guess I could see that, but it does it does carry weight though, you know, and and it at least helps get like. I'm still some, bitter. Yeah, you're still bitter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel you, bro. I'm with you. Um, so you on top of owning this studio, uh, you are a multi instrumentalist, or you play yeah. one one. What's yeah. Your- um, so I, I primarily played like I started with drums, like that's my shtick, and then I also play piano, and then I can obviously play guitar enough to be like the singer songwriter type bit. Um, but I should play something right now. We actually have a project <laughs> star just for you. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll play a nice six-minute song. There you go. Really just burn some time on this podcast. DGC all day, bro. That's right. I mean, like you know, I, I got real into. I think the artist uh, that got me into wanting to write songs was that guy William Fitzsimmons. If you like, if you know him, he's got a huge beard, real soft singing voice. Um, it was just like moody, sad, soft music, and that was kind of my jam when I was younger. You um, big Damien Rice guy, also? Uh, not really. No. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I also only got into him because I was dating a lady that was. At the time, fourteen. Does it count when you're dating somebody at fourteen? I don't know. It should. Um, it shouldn't. Yeah, I did travel across the world to go see her, though. So I think oh, it, wow. maybe it should. Um, Sorry, parents. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna uh, sit on Billy's reaction to that real quick because what? I feel like there was. It, why shouldn't it count, Bill? Yeah, that's a good question. It's before before you're an adult. Well, what's an adult? Eighteen. Eighteen's an adult. Technically, the prefrontal cortex isn't developed to like what twenty five. Well, you can still go to war yeah, and die. Yeah, I would so. even, I would yeah. even. So, like, what definition to... of an adult? Like a legal definition of adult? An yeah. anatomical definition? Well, this of an is adult? this is a problem, right? And not 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 to like ruffle too many feathers here, but it is you know it, like like the idea of like you know when you're eighteen, all of a sudden these people become just should be unattractive to you or like should not you know Underage, what I mean? Yeah. What yeah. is this podcast about? <laughs> what are we talking no, no. about? I, it's it's just no. It's a good point. It's, it's it, like the, it's arbitrary. It's very arbitrary. It's yeah. just like it's just you just picked a number, and you're just like that's it. Well, I guess at some point you do have to pick a number, right? You do, but it's just like you know, it's it, it's 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 not so black and white though. You know, people develop at different rates, and they and they mature at different different rates. And there's you know, mental maturity, physical maturity. There's all diff- there's so many different things that play into the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess because like the law has to operate in a black and white kind of medium. It's just that you know, it's it's. It's very arbitrary, you know? Yeah, it's like erring on the side of caution. But then in the same case, like, it should be black and white rules with gray... Um, Enforcement? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's do a good way to put you, it. Do you think they're going to roll back the age since people are getting smarter quicker? Bro, in some places, it's pretty rolled back. Like, if you go to Utah, it's 16. Is it 16 in Utah? Yeah. Oh. So, I don't know why I said it like that, but yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so are you moving to Utah now? Or are you- it's a it's a beautiful state. Beautiful, beautiful state. It is, it is a beautiful state, actually. Yeah. One of the most beautiful states I've ever been to. I agree. And Salt Lake City was a, a surprisingly sketchy town. What? Really? It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, um, it's got like a little nightlife or whatever. And the, and the, the, the church, uh, it, the, the grounds are gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. One of the most beautiful church grounds I've ever been to. Um, but it's real sketch. It's a dry city. You can't drink there. No, you can now. Oh, really? Oh, you can now. Yeah, but oh. like, yeah, you can definitely. I got hammered in Salt Lake City. <laughs> oh, I went to a jam and just fucking got shit faced mm-hmm. and sat in with all these guys and I had no business sitting in with them. Oh, true. Yeah, Did you ever see uh, SLC Punk? That's one of my favorite movies. No, I've never saw it. Oh, that's a good movie. SLC, the big SLC. That's yeah, it's in Salt Lake City. Oh, it's in Salt Lake City. Yeah, but it's, oh, it's about I the see, punk scene there. The connection there. Yep, yeah, it, it took a second, but we're here. I I'm a little slow. Sorry. I can't remember the name of the actor, but he also played uh, Shaggy in the real life Scooby Doo. Oh, oh I know. Oh, <laughs> dang! I thought he was CGI. 
But that's a really good movie. Dax Shepard. No, it's no, not I know, Dax I know. He just kind of looks like him. I can't hear you guys. I look like Dax Matthew Shepard? Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, glad we got to the bottom of that. Good. Anyways. Um, so I do want to ask, so, so you're a songwriter, you're a musician, you're a producer. Do you feel like you fit into any kind of like, uh, do you wear any hat more than the other one? Or like, do you feel, feel like there's a title that kind of better represents you these days? Um, it's like more so seasons, I think. So for me, like, I was definitely like the singer songwriter title, probably from, you know, like the age of 16 to I would say 22 ish. So I'm 26 now just for reference. And then pretty much like since 22, 23, I kind of took on more of like the producer hat role for other people. And I'm not like upset by that, but like by any means. Um, but yeah, like as of late, I've been trying to dip my toes back into the singer songwriter scene. Um, but yeah, it is interesting to handle that many hats um, because yeah, I'm also a musician. And so like I'll do contract gigs for people sometimes. Not so much as of late. Like I used to play drums for like bro country artists and things. Fuck yeah, um, bro country. It was freaking tight. Honestly, it's a lot of fun. I kind of yeah. miss it. Um, I mean, it's just like, I'm sure you just kind of go on autopilot and just rock out, right? Yeah, I mean, the only bummer was learning like these sets where it's like they're like you know, artists, but then they also do 20 covers in their sets. So yeah. It's like, okay, so I have to learn like 16 originals and then like 22 covers. And then... Who are you working with? Uh, so there was an artist named Blair Hanks that I... Uh, played drums for for a while. Uh, Does he get more cool. country than that? That's Blair, like, Blair Hanks? Yeah, it sounds like the most country, like that person should be a country star. Yeah, I mean, uh, he did pretty well for a while. I think, um, oh no, yeah, his, um, like one of his ex-girlfriends was on that reality TV show called The uh, uh, the Christleys or, or something like that. Oh, Christleys. yeah. Um, so he was on that for a couple of episodes or maybe a season, I think. So he got some fame from that sort of thing happening. Um, and then I played for him for like two or three years, and then also played for a guy named Chase Foraker, also great name. And right? these people were, were like were birthed by a barn, <laughs> <laughs> straight up. No kidding. And uh, I've heard that name before, though. Yeah. Um. Uh. And they're and they're both originally from Jacksonville. They both they're both in Nashville now. Hey, there's there's old there's old Blair. Yeah, look at him there. Yeah, Blair. Yep. Crushing oh, it. there's him with uh, Savannah Chrisley right there. Good looking man, I will say. Oh, he's a great dude. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's great. He's always like, like whenever I did my runs for solo shows, like I always played more mid, like Midwestern places when I played for my, like my personal music, just because that was the demographic that hit. So like Nashville, he let us stay there and hang out, you know, Hell all yeah. the time. So uh, shout out to Blair Hanks, great dude. Um, no qualms, but it was bro country. Um, so it was still just like, yeah. You know? What what is it about that scene and like the hip hop scene where it, it like it's they've become one now. Well, that that they are doing that, which I can't stand. Why not? It's just like, it doesn't matter. Like, look, yeah, how you really feel. Whatever the pro, like you, whatever like, genres merge and it's great. Whatever, I don't have to like it though. It's just it's it's terrible. But it, those, but like country today and hip hop for a long time has been like they're they're like these facades. You know what I mean? These are like it's, in country, it's like you got guys that grew up in cities that moved to Nashville and writing writing about growing mm -hmm. up on a ranch, and yeah. then you got guys in hip hop that are, that came up in the suburbs talking about gang banging yeah. in the inner city. It's like it's just like what what do we it's commercialization. Yeah, I mean, it's like just it's, it's it's just vanity. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. to me, like music kind of loses its its uh, its you know I don't know 
like thing when, when, when it's done for that purpose, I feel like. I think it's people that are wanting to play a game. And I don't think there's anything, any, anything wrong with wanting to play that game of like commercialism. Like, hey, can I sit in a room with five other dudes and like write a good song that will be a number one hit? Like it's a game. You're like seeing like who can come up, come up with the best lines, melodies, chord progressions that make a song that's going to be radio friendly. Let's let's uh, separate though the writers from the performers, right? Because, oh, for sure. Because yeah. the performers, especially in Nashville, are often not the writers, right? Percent, yeah. And those are the people that are from like Chicago, talking mm-hmm. about being out on a ranch in Wyoming. They're yeah, just, they're just good writers. No, they're not writing though. Like, like, like they're just performing the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, the the people that are writing, they're they're the ones that are really out in the country and everything, or but in like the inner maybe. city. Maybe. I, why? Why do you think that? I don't why, know. Why would it, they have to be from there? It, it may I, be because like like I think you might be like me and like like at least when I like when I write songs like they're very much contemplative and like I've thought of like they they connect to me in some kind exactly. of way. So my my general assumption is whenever I hear a song and I listen to lyrics, I'm like that's what that person actually experienced. Right. You know? But then to it's kind of like the deconstruction era when you're like becoming a, especially a producer for example like doing stuff here and it's like people will arbor, like arbitrarily change lyrics like ah this fits better and I'm like interesting okay like so did that happen to you right so you know it just sounds better it just sounds better yeah or you know know, and and, you know even that doesn't bother me right but but when we do it for the sake of like well this is what's going to sell that's the problem to me but have you ever seen that i I can't remember what what movie it it, it's called or the name of the movie but it's uh john lennon and yoko after they're writing stuff and some guy is like camped out on john lennon's giant part pretty and he has to explain to him it's like they're just songs they don't they don't have any meaning like well you know yeah and that's true but john lennon was just words yeah but john lennon also (laughs) took that approach with his writing where like if you listen to like the beatles or even just a lot of his stuff as a solo artist his the the words, it's like they they're together because they just sound good together. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're not actually really saying anything half the time. Yeah. But like that's different than trying to sell like like a lifestyle, like an image. Yeah, almost. an image. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's definitely very true, especially like uh, as you said, like country and hip hop are the two, I think, uh, biggest proponents of that sort of thing. Like, oh, you have to have the brand set up of like, right? We're gonna make you a whole backstory that like fits in with this thing. We're gonna remove the parts that don't fit this narrative, and like, yeah, we're gonna make you sound like a small town dude that like got his big shot somehow. I t- I talked about it on on a, on a podcast with our friend Caleb Fesco. Uh, I have a friend of mine uh, that moved to Nashville. We played in a band together, and we were both from South Florida, you know. Uh, and then moved to Nashville and was like doing like the country thing. And I'm listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, "Hey, I respect the I respect the grind." You've you never I mean? even pet a horse before. <laughs> no, but bro, we're talking <laughs> like we're talking about like like talk like the contemplative <laughs> like like mindset of of a rancher just out there, just looking at the stars and seeing the cattle and like figuring out what his next moves like like this whole thing. It's like, what are you? You grew up in West Palm Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Like I see shit like that, I'm just like, and again, like I don't hate on the grind, but when it becomes for the for the sake of like trying to be famous, yeah, that's the problem. No, I, I and I think like that's the good question that like we have to ask ourselves first is like, do we do we even know what these people actually want? You know, because for example, it's like I have good relationships with like with both those people that I played with, and I know that like they yeah like they definitely inflate that sort of character around them, but then it's like are they doing it because they want to get famous or are they doing it for income? Which it's like, if it's for income, then also like I can't knock it 
because like why am I doing anything for income like it should all be passion based if that's the case and it's like no I take projects on at the studio sometimes that are just for money I've always thought that it was crazy that in country music they have an accent the whole time which is very weird and to me because like if you put listen on to like half the time. well it's not even that but if you listen to like the Beatles or any British stars like you can't tell that they're British like or Scottish right. or whatever right but oh like as in like the actual singing process yeah no the singing it's like, itself way, way down yonder. yeah 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 what's that about I think that's like that's probably a cultural <laughs> thing and like a, a like it's 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 what worked in the past and so that's kind of a, I think that's like a category like if you listen to any country song that doesn't have an accent to it. It probably just sounds like alternative rock or something. Especially nowadays, I yeah, don't. That's all I, it is. And like, if you got rid of the accent, yeah, all country music would just be that. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it's all. It's just. It's just rock Whoa. and roll. It's yeah, rock, rock and baby. roll just, with a little twang. That's that just hits you right now. Uh, man. Welcome to 2022, bud. <laughs> Jesus fucking. Well, Christ. I've only ever listened to Hank Williams and Merle Haggard. So. And so, and and, and the thing, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, the thing is with that is is like. Going so, back that far, I think that people were kind of like they, they were that uh, removed from society. Like, they didn't have the access to to all these different uh, demographics that we have now. So, like, if you were coming up like in in the '30s, like playing bluegrass and shit, and you were singing, like you just had twang to your voice. That's just what yeah. it was. There was no like putting it on. Like that's just what was coming out of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus nowadays, say, okay, well, we know we have a proven track record of what works here. How do you mm-hmm. feel about uh, Keith Urban? I don't know enough about his music. But He's from Australia. He's from Australia. Yeah. But, yeah. They, but they have, but bro, that's pretty fucking uh, yeah, country they, out there. But his accent is what yeah. I'm trying to get at. Yeah, hey. <laughs> uh, I mean, does he sing with a, like a country accent? I don't think he actually does. Really he does he sing with an Australian accent? No, but it's different though. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, like, like most people don't sing with any accent. That's what I mean. Right? Yeah. It's weird. But I think it's different though, again, like like with the like with the country stuff and, and even with the hip hop stuff as well. Like you're, you're talking about like when, when these styles of music were kind of originating or, or yeah. coming up. There, it was in the country. Yeah, or like it was in the inner city. Like it was, just, it was just the access to to what they had available, right? Sure. So there, there wasn't like this. Like the Beatles were super mainstream, right? So by the time they got, if you listen to some of their earlier stuff, like listen to the Quarrymen, right? John Lennon's like band before the Beatles, and that shit sound like they sound like they're straight out of fucking England. Oh like yeah. When saying, oh yeah, big time. So do you think that they were hiding their accent? Yeah. Oh. To try and sell it in America, hundred percent. No yeah. shit. America's the biggest. Uh, well, what's up with Madonna then? And then she she got a British accent, even though she's from Michigan. That's fucking weird. When yeah. when actors and and, and and or Gwyneth Paltrow too. Well, yeah, well, she well, moved to London. Well, well, Anyways, no, it is one thing when you're living in somewhere for a certain amount of time and you take on the accent that that does have. I go oh, back yeah. home and I'll get like the Miami kind of fucking like like thing going again a little bit. You know what I mean? Did you call it the Miami drawl? Yeah, Miami drawl. Miami drawl is. A, yeah. I've never heard of that. It's a it's a real it's a real. Di- it's not called Miami drawl. It's it's, just, it's a dialect. You know what I mean? So there's like a very yeah. like it's like kind of like dry, like bro, like 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 it's fucking hard to do, man. Like yeah. I don't know, it's it's a really you have to embody should, it. Yeah, for you a should, yeah, you should try to do it more for the rest though. of the podcast. You could do that. Yeah. yeah, my my like all, like my cousin has it like heavy, and uh, like everybody, especially now. Like I grew up in South Broward, so it wasn't quite Miami, uh, but it was like at, at that time. When I was growing up, it was like people had it or they didn't. Now, like everybody there growing up has the accent. Oh, you know what I mean? Interesting. And it's a very, and it is the hardest di- uh, accent to actually emulate. Uh, yeah, I believe it is it. from that's that's from linguists that said that. Interesting. One hundred percent. 
Man. It Miami. is good because it, it's a straight up, it, it's a Latin draw. You know what I mean? So even if you're not Latin, like you just have it. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> and so everybody just sounds like they're, like they're Latin. Interesting. That's but, wild. We went to a rent-a-car agency uh, one time when we were recording down there and Billy's car broke down. So we had to go to the rent-a-car place and this dude's talking to him. Was that, was that, uh, that's not true. Was that before or after I took a Valium? No, that was right before, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Billy goes, Billy goes like, so, so I can't be held accountable for what I said. So no, this guy was just, he was just talking to him like, like, you know, whatever, perfect English, mm. but just had the Miami accent. Mm-hmm. And we get back into the car and Billy was like, why is he speaking broken English? That's what it sounds like. I was like, bro. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. His <laughs> oh, grammar was perfect. And he speaks way better than your backwoods ass relatives <laughs> in Kentucky. I can guarantee you that much. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like, uh, yeah. Circling back. Yeah. It, it, like, it, it's very, um, yeah, like it's a game and it's, it, it's unfortunate for certain types of people. Like, I mean, like I, I also feel that weird like tension of like, that's not authentic, I guess would be the best yeah. way to put that. Like, like authenticity, but then I don't know. It's also like in this day and age, like even authenticity, you have to question like, okay, like I, th- I, I perceive this Instagram ad as being authentic and transparent, but like this was definitely done by some marketing company to appeal to me to assume that they know I like authenticity and like, Oh yeah. Atmosphere. Have you, bro. Have you like Latin? You go, they call that ethos. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, it is. Well, I learned that in 10th grade. 10th grade. Yeah, private yeah. school for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, um, fuck. I was just going to say something. Oh, what, what would you say? Uh, let's see. It was about the um, oh shit. What was it? Oh fuck. <laughs> about how Instagram ads. Oh, Instagram oh, ads. Have, even though they look fake. Have you gone into those? Real, I mean. Have you gone into those ad ma- ads managers on on yeah. Facebook and Instagram and stuff? Yeah. It is insane how dialed in you can get that shit. Very specific. I mean, too specific. Like down to the it's uncomfortable. Down to the operating system that your phone uses. Could you? Yep. You know what I mean. Could you? Could you fuck with someone really hard then? And be like, make, make it like make an ad specific for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say like, say like hey, you Greg. were you were making fun of somebody for going bald, even though they weren't, and then just like just hammer, hammer in like a thousand dollars worth of keeps ads. Like it's just all for this one person. <laughs> That'd be fucking wild, That's bro. A great uh, I mean, idea. we can we can do that. I mean, if you have somebody in mind, we'll we'll talk after and oh man, yeah. set it up. You I got a marketing guy, right? No, not at all. Oh yeah, yeah. You got a marketing guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got a marketing guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it squared too. away. Sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the market, for, for the, the market. yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're into stocks. I'm into the market, yeah, <laughs> and all the piggies I got there. All yeah. right, I've, I've seen a stock before. I've yeah, seen, yeah, we look real good on cows. What? No, we should let that silence just sit there for a little longer. How about that? Yeah, I was, I was looking up. Did you know? Uh, if way you, to help me out, guys. If you go to, speaking of stocks, Fucking which is completely what not what we're talking about, but you can go to CNN Business and look up stocks, and then you go up to the shareholders, and you can see everybody who's been selling their sh- stocks. Oh no way! It's ridiculous. So I I was looking up like Apple and all this other crazy one, but uh, Tesla is the best. Who's selling their stocks? Who do you think? Elon? Yeah. That's hilarious. It's, oh, and, and then it's just like you can see how much it was and when it was, and it's like $50 million here, $100 million there. He, it's pretty yeah, he's amazing. Just gonna, he's just gonna, he's, so I looked at my own company he, that I work for, and then I could see the people that are getting uh, gifts is what it's called, and that's their bonus for the year. Oh. And then they like immediately sell it, and I'm just like, 
Must be nice. You always just try to nice. bring uh, bring back uh, the, the value down on Tesla. So no, that's not what happened. At a lower rate and then fucking. I'm not sure why he did it, but I looked into it, and in November of 2021, I think he uh, put a tweet out said, "Hey, should I sell 10% of my stocks?" And everybody's like, "Yeah," I was like, "So he did." <laughs> but it was, I think he was just saying that as a joke and was gonna do it anyways. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, that guy's fucking wild. Speaking of something that's more boring than the music industry, what fucking stocks? Yeah. yeah, this is this is great. Especially from guys who don't was, know what the fuck they're talking about. I thought about. that was interesting. Let's talk about NFTs and cryptocurrencies while we're they're at done. it. They're <laughs> done. They're crap. done. They're done? Yeah. And, have you seen... Sorry, we're going to keep this for like five more seconds. Yeah. NFT horse racing, have you seen that? What How's, how's that, that even work? You, you buy an NFT, which is a horse. Okay. <laughs> and then you can race them. You can also breed your NFTs and like, like, like mining, basically. That's oh. the Tamagotchi that you have, right? I have a Tamagotchi. What's wrong with it? It's like the same concept. Right? Yeah, just uh, like you can actually watch the... Yeah, there it is right there. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, oh my god that's yeah. kind of fucking dope um, bro looks like the, uh, that looks like a, like a video like, game from like 1992 it's, it's like the tr- Kentucky Derby what are we doing but in Tron <laughs> it's um so what's happening so they just run forever yeah and so like you can bet on horses and then you can uh either win or lose and then if you own a horse you can rent a horse out to be in a race as well and then get like income from renting your horse for a race i like it i like it yeah it does like i don't understand it like i'm not sure how this works this is not for for our generation this is this is for the next generation yeah this is definitely like um Uh, you're young enough to still catch on i'm pretty much i'm out of this i'm out i'm out of this race Uh, i i i hope i'm not in yeah Literally, that would suck to be in that race right there. Yeah. Those horses are just going. Yeah, and see, no- here's the problem too: is like people probably like people watch this. Like, look, it's live right now. Here it is. Like, this is an actual race. This is an actual on. stream that we're watching right yeah. now. So, what happens at the Twitch? end? You win. Yeah. You win money. Uh, people can, I guess. I don't know. It's or really they just sad. do it for fun. I don't know. It's it's probably a bunch of bros. But what's any different? Watching that versus like a real horse race. Uh, Are you serious? Kind of slim to none, right? Yeah. No, it's basically 100% the same thing. Not. No, it's well, no, not. Like, look, like if because you watch them on TVs, it's just right? Energy yeah. just fucking yeah. floating across. We're watching this thing. on a TV. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the same concept. Yeah, it's that pixels. argument. It's is a bunch of pixels. Stupid, bunch of pixels. You can just bro. break it's down everything that way. It's just all vibrations, really. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. We're just all floating around the universe. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Bags full of water flying around. That's on a rock. What it is? It's what it is. It is what it is. Do you need a hug or something? No, I'm feeling good today. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. No, not no nihilism in you right now. I'm not a nihilist, man. That's more of Billy's game. It's fucking oh, nihilist, dude. Billy's more of a nihilist. That's I'm not a nihilist. Big I consider myself to more more like a realist. Okay. Yeah. You know. Interesting. I definitely believe in like you know conspiracies. Uh, some of them uh, also uh, man, like you know manifestation and all that shit. You know, mm, like okay. just I think that you definitely create uh, your your situation for the most part. Yeah, and I think there's like. I feel like there's probably like a um, psychological and is like like scientific ex- like explanation you can attach to that concept. Oh, as well. I, I'm not coming at it from a, from a spiritual place. It's 100 percent like so it's all the, in your head type shit. You think you know the, what I mean? oh, okay, like like strictly mental in that case. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just, oh, like, yeah, like I guess like yeah, we're, like we're on the same page then. Yeah. Like, like just a matter of like you're going to position yourself. You're going to have conversations that matter. You're not going to put as much weight into. It's, thinking about things that don't matter because yeah, you're manifesting that sort of thing. And it's also like when you tell yourself that something is possible, you just set yourself up for that thing to actually happen yeah. versus telling yourself that something is not possible. And then you're setting your like, there's no point to do it then. Right. So yeah. it's, it's, you have to trick yourself into like kind of into playing the game the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, well, I mean like the, the prime example of that is like whenever you're in a fight or flight situation, even like down to like a, like a subconscious level of like, when you're rushed to do something, and it's like, hey, you have 20 minutes to do this. Like, you have 20 minutes. Right. It's like, 
you usually figure it out. You figure it like, out. I usually will figure it out. Like when I come up here sometimes and like I haven't cleaned up from the previous session, it's like I have a session in 20 minutes and I've got a whole drum kit mic'd up still. It's fucking high stakes. Somehow bro. I can get it done. But then other times I'm like, oh, you know, I've got an hour and it'll take me an hour. Right. And it's like, it's the same task. It's, same amount of things to do. It's literally that exact mentality, man. It's it's just that. It's like you've you've given yourself the option of this thing right here. And if it's gonna be easier that and 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 assuming that something's not possible and just taking the easy way out is always going to be easier. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like we're always going to like lean towards being sedentary. Right. From a fundamental standpoint, like your brain is trying to conserve energy as right. much as possible. Right. So like that up that like upward climb that we have is the opposite of what we want to do. It's like, it's so counterintuitive too because like it, it your brain does want to conserve the energy but like your brain actually gains more energy by pushing itself to do yeah. it. It actually consumes more energy because it has more energy to consume. When it, when you just kind of lay there set like like just not doing shit like your brain's trying to hold it's it's the same concept like, yeah. like 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 working out you know what i mean like like oh yeah when you eat more you burn calories faster and especially if you're working out and stuff when you eat less your body wants to hold on to what it has because yeah. it doesn't know when it's going to get the next thing again yep. yeah you know yeah it's very interesting like uh i mean i don't know i i guess yeah manifestation might be true in that case yeah it, it, it and again, I'm not coming at it from a spiritual place. I do believe in in some like spiritual aspects of things. Mm-hmm. That's not. I mean, and and there might be some of it with that too. Maybe the you know the the you know the physical world impacts that. Your, your train of thought impacts that in some way. But it really is just a state of mind more than anything else. Yeah, and I think like there's also no harm in it either. Like it, like like there's no negative consequences to attempting that unless you're trying to be manipulative. I guess might be the only situation in which like manifestation could be changed in someone's brain. Like they can manipulate it in their own brain to then use manipulation on somebody. And go, I'm just manifesting something. It usually backfires at some yeah, point. Yeah, like manifest not, destiny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna say, yeah, they, you know, Putin, he's manifesting what he wants. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, yeah. Put like, your mind to it. You can invade I, the country. I can't prove you wrong right now. That's no. what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, but that that's that's what it is, though, right? I don't know. It's a strong-willed man, no, whatever no, you want to no. say. I, I think I was thinking more of, like, people that are victims of, I think, coincidence and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I do understand the mentality of, like, you don't be broken no matter what, but... Victims I, of a coincidence? What do you mean? Well, like like the people in Ukraine that are getting, like, bombed oh, right like now. Cir- they didn't fucking manifest that. Victims of circumstance. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. No, it's coincidence. Circumstance, too, but I'm saying there's a, a, a coincidences that happen all the time. Totally. That actually, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to any of this shit. But if, but you know what? If you if, probably you can't put a definition if, to anything. If coincidences are are for sure true. Also, like, that's I, the nihilism I'm, coming out. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not one of those people that say there's there's no coincidences either. You know, like like it's all real. You know what I mean? Like like there's a there's a little bit of everything. So a coincidence happens, but if you perceive it as not that, and say, like, well, this is this is a sign, right? Yeah. And then you look at it as that you you're actually going to uh, follow that uh, down a path that you wouldn't have otherwise if you just like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. I'm just going to ignore that that just happened. Like the book The Alchemist, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very similar to that. Yeah. And also, that. like, uh, an interesting point, I think, is that, like, when it comes to people, like, seeing coincidences or signs, as, as you, as you kind of mentioned, like, oh, this is, like, it's a sign of this, like, you know, you also forget about all the times that coincidences didn't happen. Because like your brain wants patterns and like also because like patterns equal success in a sense. Right. Like like if you can find positive patterns, like, or like, I guess more so like, like, uh, 
you know, like repeating sequences are like showing some kind of a pattern that can be positive or negative. So your brain becomes awake for that kind of thing to happen. Right. So I think like people will ignore the fact that like they tried something 12,000 times and it didn't work. And then they happen to do one small thing beforehand and they're like, ooh, because I did this. But is that not better though? You ignore the 12,000 times that you fail and you still keep going to make the thing happen? Oh, yeah. Happen? I, I mean, like, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I think that's also necessary because, like, if you just had the weight of all 12,000 times that it failed, then, like, you wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't You'd do anything. rushed by it. That's what I'm saying. And I think that people, because I, I, I do kind of view things in that way where I do think that there are, like, signs. You know what I mean? I also think that there are coincidences. And, like, we, like, the intuition is knowing what the difference is, you know. Um, and then you have... Uh, scenarios where things don't work out and those are like the the excuse for that is that it's, it's not that you don't acknowledge it but you look at it as like okay well it's just a test you know mm-hmm. like the universe is like testing me you know yeah but I, you can shake your head about it if you want i just that's don't like fine. when people say the universe something 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 it's fine but like, like what do you mean the universe? Well, i mean replace it with anything that you with want anything like, that you gen- want. like the general amassment of like all human experience which is like passed down either like through memes or like genes you know the ether whatever you want to call it i don't like i don't like thinking that anything's in charge well well i mean like i guess uh if if anything was in charge like wouldn't it be something that uh wouldn't necessarily be in charge of like your specific mindset uh what yeah like like, like, (laughs) he's he's a little dense you'll have to explain it a little further like so so, for example, like like if you have an omnipotent being, right, yeah. that's in controlling every single sentient life in the galaxy. Praise right? the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. Right. What well, let's say that exists, yeah. for, like for some reason. Right, right, right. Then what's going to be happening is, how is like you getting what you want because you are like, or like if, if there's a will for that one thing, like it's going to affect every single other thing. So in that case, like the best option for that omnipotent being to do is let you have your own decisions, which cr- create your own reactions to it. I don't know. So deep. <laughs> I don't know. I like. <laughs> I, I, I try to make, follow you. Makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, you know, like in, in that case, like it's up to you to make the right choice. Yeah. On something, and it's also on you to make the right choice. And there's nothing the omnipotent being that did happen to be there has any connection to you in that regard. Are you talking about free will? Maybe. Okay. That's, I don't know. I don't. We might be there. That, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, oh, that's geez. exactly free will. I don't want to go there, but no, no it's fine. I mean, no. like, I'm down to take it there. Anyways, what's your favorite song? Oh man, let's see. Yeah, <laughs> like favorite ever? song. And let's follow it up with your favorite uh, color while we're at it. Do you know? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I, I what other a... bullshit questions can we follow yeah, what, up after I, that conversation? I haven't. Have so do you know? Uh, I ha- I came up with this the other night. Uh, how we've been asking like, what's the best or worst decade of music? Whatever. I'm not trying to ask that. Don't ask. Let's it. do that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Please don't. My my question is, uh, if you could get any band to join uh, back together again, what would it be? The Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. Well, yeah, for you, but you know, for like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm trying to think of a band like so. Uh, first off, as a preface, uh, I am probably the worst person to ever be a producer or a songwriter. Ever. Are you not very? Why? Are you not very educated on music? I'm not very educated on music at all. Really? Which has been a benefit sometimes because, like, I can like any band walks up, walks up to me and is like, "Hey, want to record our stuff?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's find out." Like, yeah. If as long as it sounds good, I've always taken like the uh, uh, Rick Rubin approach to things. I guess it's like if I don't listen to it normally, like, what can I do to make it to to the point where I'm like, "Oh, I'd listen to that." Like, Did that's you just cool. compare yourself to Rick Rubin? No, I'm saying I take the <laughs> yes, approach of it, and, like. <laughs> <laughs> prefacing that hard, yes. prefacing that hard. Um, so when's the next Beastie Boy, Boys record coming out? <laughs> just saying, Metallica's on the way. Fuck um, yeah! 
Now, um, let's see, but a band that, um, well, I mean, like, I definitely grew up with, uh, like, those, I guess, like, that pop rock scene of things, so, like, the Copeland, or, like, the Nevertheless, or, I guess Reliant K is still around, too, but, like, that was always in our household, to some degree, um, but definitely, I mean, uh, I listened to, like, I did listen to a lot of Copeland records, um, yeah, besides that, like, I think most people that I listen to are still kind of, like, kicking today. Um, even like people like Dennis and Whitmer, like I'm also much more into songwriters in general, which I feel like they never die because they're the only, like that's them. Like there's no band to split apart really. Right. Right. So for me, a lot of the people that I do listen to have been around for a long time and are going to be around until they kick the bucket kind of, Yeah, you know, I guess it's the same as like, if you could bring somebody back from the dead too, you know what I mean? Or uh, tell them to keep playing music. If it's just one person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, who, who would you, who would you choose? Van Halen. To get back together? Well, seventies or eighties Van Halen. Seventies. Ah, yeah. And eighties. Sure. Not really the eighties. Can you though, imagine nineties right? Van Halen though? Uh, wasn't Sam Hagar kind of exploring the nineties a little not bit? What I want. Oh, you, you know what I want. Yeah, yeah. Van <laughs> Hagar. Sorry, not Sam Hagar. That is his name though. Yeah, when uh, David Lee Roth back in, I, and he never got kicked out of the band. Yeah, yeah. want to see what that would be like. Yeah. That's what I'm trying. That was the question. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I would have liked to have seen where the Beatles have, uh, would have kept course, going. Of course, yeah. What I mean? Can you imagine 80s Beatles? Oh, fuck, for fuck's sakes. No, I hope they just break for the 80s and come back what in the it, 90s. What yeah. did Paul, Interesting. Yeah. What did Paul, well, yeah, because John Lennon didn't really do much in the 80s. Except die. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but what did... Uh, well, he came out with that double fantasy, didn't he? <laughs> That is, I think that's still 70s. We need though. to get some fucking launch pad did, action here. Boop, boop, what, boop. Did, what did Paul <laughs> McCartney write in the 80s? Anything good? Uh, no. What Wings was the 70s, right? Yeah. Anything in the 80s at all? I mean, if, listen. Boys, can you look something up for did. me? He did. He had a bunch of, he wrote a bunch of stuff in the 80s, but it was all terrible. Oh, no. He wrote that Christmas song. Oh, that's, oh. A, that's, a that's, a, that's a banger. That's a that, banger. That's a banger. You don't like that Christmas song? I'm terrible music. Which one? Simply having a wonderful Christmas. It's a that's wonderful a song. song to play because it's just like the circle fifths. Not, uh, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're a guy like that. You like the circle uh, fifths. It's fun on the piano, yeah. yeah. I don't know any of these songs. Yeah. You know why? Because it's the 80s. Yeah. It's like yeah, the 80s were definitely... Uh, I don't know. I, I feel else. like uh, even last night we were listening to... Oh, God, what's the song that's popular because of Stranger Things right now? Oh, um, the... If I was yeah, that song sucks. I think it kind of slaps. Oh, you know, no. actually, okay, I think it slaps. But like last night, we were saying, like, man, this song wants to go somewhere the yeah. entire time. Yeah, and it never goes that's, to that spot. Yeah, uh, welcome to every song ever written in the eighties. <laughs> I was gonna say that that's on TikTok, and I think that's what if you're gonna use any song on TikTok that's like super popular, you have to listen to the whole three minute song first, and then people would be like, oh. Yeah, like, like if I'm being very honest, like I had maybe listened to the full song like once in my life before this. I never heard it before. And then like we put it on last night and like we're like, oh, this is the track. And then it's like, oh man, it's going to drop any second. Yeah. And then it just never does. It just nah. doesn't drop. Well, you know, it's like a, the 80s is like the infantile stage of electronic music, I feel like. For sure. And so you didn't want to drop the baby. What? Oh, yeah. Like, you, know you, you I mean? also had nowhere to go, too, in terms of like headroom and like, like mixing and everything like everything like that. Yeah. Like, what was a play on words? I was, you know, it never dropped. You don't want to, it's like the infantile stage. You don't want to drop the baby. You get it? Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. It was a bad joke. I, no, it's not that. I got, God damn it. I appreciated I got, it. I just don't understand I was, what you mean. You know, I was searching a little bit, but I, I think, you know, whatever. Fucking uh, Colgate region. Over there, <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is it Colgate or is it Crest? Can you look that up? Because I've been saying that a lot and I don't want to get the, it wrong. Uh, what's the ref also, on this? Like, the toothbrush. The toothbrush. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nobody gets that. Re- that's also a reach, though, right? So you that's can't. A, that's you can't, what's so great can't. about that's it. That's a reach. That, that's a reach. That's a reach. I'm gonna confirm. Yeah, you, I didn't. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody knows what he's talking about. You can't use a reach to make someone else feel shitty about reaching. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's bullshit. Nah, he has. A, you do have a point. I know I do. Yeah, yeah that's like the the worst kind of tit for tat. It really. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I will. And and going back to uh, the worst decade of music oh, come from on. the '50s to now. Okay. What goes? But we're not talking about Ooh, like uh, like what decade 50, would I remove? Yeah, fifties to now. Ooh, it was see. it was earlier, boys. Like look look in like the nineties. Oh what? God, you're making an old reference Wait. too. For fuck's sake, Jesus, <laughs> Bill. I still don't know what that is. No, I nobody does. Is. I don't even know what it is. No, continue continue with the question. I apologize. Fifties yeah. to now. Oh yeah, fifties to now. Let's see. Like I'm gonna analyze it for a second. Okay, do, so, do your so, thing. So like fifties most definitely had like the emergence of like bands becoming iconic like, rock and, and like, roll rock man. and roll yeah exactly little richard buddy holly fucking chuck berry richie valens elvis presley jerry lewis, yeah. jerry Lee lewis who diddled his first cousin or Ooh. married her actually um but you know both. the music works he did both you're right oh, Jesus. um so we have 60s too right and like 60s were like psychedelic era british and invasion like, you know yeah totally yeah. Psychedelic Frank era. Um, that is 70s have my favorite drum tones like that was the experimentation with like closing drum tones again like drummer first for me personally so right. like i was always like 70s drum tones like dead muted yeah like, what's it let's throw some cotton balls in here and see what happens kind of right. thing like, that's cool to me from that's a drummer's a, perspective that's like, the that's only way like, you can have two drummers playing at one time though uh yeah that's a you good gotta, point you gotta mute everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah well also it's just like it, it's the like Miking techniques got different in the 70s. Yeah. Like, that's where they were like, okay, this is what a drum kit actually is. Yeah, they were Kick, snare, that. rack, floor, hi hat, ride at the least. Like, that's when that got like really solidified. And it's like maybe two two floor toms too, like getting crazy with it. Right. But also, it's like that's when they first started doing like close miking on drums. Cause before that, it was like every mic they had, if they put it on a kick drum, it just blew it up. Well, I mean, like, what, what's the, uh, what's that Zeppelin tune where they just put his drums in a fucking, in, in like a, in like a, a stereo a church or, yes. or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And they, and oh. they, they mic'd up like every level of the, uh, mm-hmm. of the, of the building. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. What is that song? It's on, it, they were uh, talked, uh, what's is a, it? This is like one of my favorite bands too. I can't remember. They talked it, about you know? it in this mic get loud too. They, they, he still, yeah. they still own that, that, Church or it's not. Dun, a, it's not a church, dun, dun. is it? It's I just a really a, old house. Yeah, it's yeah, it's but a house. It looks yeah, like yeah. a church. Oh, interesting. It's a house. Yeah, That's Jimmy wild. Page was was sh- telling that story there. I love like, that movie, dun, by the way. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. Yeah, it's hilarious. Jimmy Page and then Jack White, The Edge. <laughs> the Edge. <laughs> You're like what? <laughs> well, I mean, a very a very. Uh, so trying to get like an '80s one. And I'm, or I, I don't. Yeah, yeah but that, that's. I think that's where the edge kind of shined. Was he, how about, he was very. Uh, how about Eddie Van Halen or Slash? Okay, but like. Or like. Yeah, but <laughs> bro, like those were those were shredder guys, and yeah. like everybody was doing that. What the edge did was take technology, which you should appreciate being a synth player. He took technology and really made his entire style like based off the technology. It wasn't about the guitar playing. Yeah. You know, like listen to his delays and like all the effects that he was using. Eh. And like the, like the, uh, the songs were based off of those effects. Period. He's, he's playing two notes the whole time. Yeah. You're not wrong. You That's know? a good point. He's very yeah. innovative as a guitar player. Yeah. I mean, like, like that definitely changed everything for guitar players. Period. Yeah, like every like every indie band that exists now, uh, that, that that's like kind of psychedelic would not be here without YouTube in the eighties. Oh 80s. no, definitely the, not. With the uh, king of all pedals, that's the, edge. the memory man. Yeah, uh, I hate that pedal. <laughs> it's, it's not the, getting the gear. Fuck. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's not worth it. Anyways, sorry to 
to circle back. Yeah. Decade, right? We were doing decade Decades, bit. Yeah, and I, was yeah. over, oh, yeah. I was over analyzing everything. No, um, that's, that's that's what you're supposed to do with this with this question, though. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Oh, let's see. I think I left off on 70s drum tones. Mm-hmm. So I, I so we can already know. Like, so far, I'm not killing 50s, 60s, or 70s. Right, we can put that to rest for me personally. Well, the '80s just eliminated drums altogether. You just got um, drum machines. Um, see, out. like, like that's where you come into like they started using rototoms and they started using like oh, sample worst. drums. So and, bad. Like, I love rototoms. Like the, the they're like like when I play drums sometimes, like I'll I'll omit my left side crash and just do rotos on that side and just but, press in. But we can, but we can like acknowledge that the technology is better now, though, right? Yeah. 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 yeah we could do that. Did um, not sound good in the '80s. I got. You gotta have your testing stages. Yeah, I, I think the '80s was a fascinating age of like, yeah, you know, like digital processing from like a mixing standpoint too. Yeah. Like that's when records start to become like consistent. I think where it's like, yeah, they all sound the same. Yeah, and yeah. like, th- there's definitely pros and cons to that. Though, like, like I think a pro of that is like that's what created the ability for concept albums to like really shine. You think so? Because I think they had plenty of concept albums before that. Yeah, but like not in a way Look that at the Who. I, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, Quadrophenia. And I think pretty sure Tommy was uh, 70s as well. Um, yeah, it was definitely 70s. And then the wall was 79, so I was just pushing early the in the there. 80s. Uh, then you had like every fucking prog rock, King Crimson, and and uh, and uh, you're out of my wheelhouse here. Okay, I mean like, like Rush, fucking uh, like all, all those prog rock bands coming out of the 70s. Like these guys were doing. I mean, the the, the 80s was innovative in, in the tech sense but as far as the music goes it was uh you don't like the 80s it's the worst one it, can you say him. that for me you know uh it, i don't like the 80s doesn't do <laughs> my uh disdain for it justice oh, interesting i hate <laughs> the 80s like straight up anyways continue the 80s fuck they're awesome <laughs> um yeah I, I mean like i guess i would say Moving on from the 80s, because yeah, like, I, I can't really name like a full, re- like sonically, you get the, like, the most consistency, because you're also like seeing the innovation of DAWs for the first time. Right. Like um, it wasn't Avid at the time, it was sound design. Like sound design was patented in 1982, I think, which is the precursor for Avid and that's Pro funny. Tools and all that jazz. Now they're like dog shit, right? What's that? Sound uh, design as a company? Dawes? Uh, oh, it was sound design, I think I absorbed by avid and then oh, okay. sort of, like they're basically gone i'm thinking of soundcraft that's what i'm thinking oh of. sound uh, yeah. what, what is soundcraft is, that's a, a sh- a, like you but you buy uh, there's starter like entry-level pa systems and stuff like that okay yeah oh you know what you're right okay that's right yeah again i'm also uh, for being in, in this industry i'm terrible at also like gear brands or like model numbers on things people are like oh check that out that's a hum 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 yeah I feel, and i'm I like feel you. yeah, oh, yeah they were drool- they were drooling <laughs> <laughs> waiting to show us that. Oh uh, well. All right. Hey man, well, I, it, it, my friend see, had a really 40 shitty channel. Forty channel console should probably be at least over like a couple of grand, I think, for like decent preamps. Yeah. So. Well. Okay, I was wrong again, Chris. Sorry. It's a lot of yeah. knobs and That's stuff. That's what we get for having fucking engineers as our tech people. This is we got to make some changes around here, bro. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think they're great. Get some interns. That'd be a vibe. They, they, get, they are. Interns. They are interns. <laughs> <laughs> We're all interns. We're all interns here. I bought them the bill. Hey, We're Anton, all just. You crushed plugging those mics in, by the way. What I do? <laughs> you did a really good. No, you just you did it. Did you? Yeah, ra- you did you wrap that in? one? Yeah, I did wrap this one. Dude, like that, a five-year-old trying to put together. I would have. I would have done like one more single loop across. But beyond that, I mean, did you more. do that one too? I'm really good at wrapping them after I unplug them. I did this one. Yeah, that's good. You got the good strong over under technique. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've nice. played a lot of gigs. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm more of a gigging musician. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean? We well, got to wrap cables consistently for that. Then yeah, you know. exactly. 
Um, exactly. Where were we at? Nineties. Um, Nineties. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? So like, I think this is all <laughs> going to make way more on. sense. Um, for, for, it's going to make way more sense um, with the NFT horse racing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I, um, I used to hate anything nineties, like maybe six years ago, like color palettes from the nineties, like pastel colors. I was like, oh, turned terrible. Off, turned off immediately. Still there with um, that. Music. I was like, I got like a visceral reaction, a negative re- visceral reaction to hearing anything from the 90s. You have a bad childhood? No. I was born in 95, so like I don't remember the 90s, oh, really. True. Like, 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 it was re- pretty re- dope. Like, realistically, I don't remember them. Yeah, you know? I feel like, you. I barely have that 9-11 memory in my brain. <laughs> really, you really missed out. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, do, I do have a memory of that, I will say, probably because it was traumatic enough. And also, I was six, so you definitely have, like, memories. Your memories like, at that point, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you definitely do. But, like, so my earliest memories are 98. That's not 90s. Not really. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Not really. Um, yeah. But anything for some reason that era just made me feel uncomfortable for the longest time. Um, so I would have, if you'd asked me this question probably six years ago, I would not have done any deep dive on this. I would have said '90s, kill them, destroy them, don't care about them, gone. Um, but what's interesting is in the past couple of years, I've been like more nostalgic towards those kind of things. Even though again, like I have no real recollection of those '90s elements. I have like the like vibration after like the aftershocks of the 90s that are in my brain and now those are becoming nostalgic for me right i'm having like having nostalgia for like my brothers or like my older brother's nostalgia of the 90s right so, somewhat um so now my visceral reaction is of the 2000s so coming to a close with that i would say the two as of right now the 2000s what was popular in the 2000s not everything 2000s like my one of my favorite records probably is like plans by death cab like i think that's a great Great record. Solid like, band. Yeah, I like, I like, yeah, like a lot. Chris Walla is like one of my favorite like producers in general. Great keys player. Like he's fantastic. That record I think is timeless to me. It's 2006. So for me to say dip, like ditch the 2000s is hard. Yeah. But I take that question to be more so like when you, when you think of a genre or, or like a decade, for example, you don't think of every single piece of music in that decade. Right. You think of like we what's casualties. popular. Yeah, we're yeah. going to have some casualties. We're going to sure. have casualties with this. And it's like, the hits from the 50s, 60s, 70s, I would argue probably 80s or some good hits in the 80s. Oh, totally, yeah. 90s, 2010s, we obviously have bops that we can think of from 2010s. Totally. Like, like the 2000s, though, like the the bops, the things that were like, holy shit, this is I huge. I mean, bro, Get Low? It's just Lil like, John and the Yin Yang Twins? Yeah. Come on, bro. That, I don't that's know. That's a it fucking just, bang. You're slobbing my knob. All of all of that that hip hop. Mafia. It's not even. It is hip hop, but like it's not really that. Oh, compared clubs. to what's coming out these days, that's fucking conscious hip hop. I just <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> you fucking see. At least they're saying words. Uh, yeah, you Jesus. Know um, yeah, and not asking for just like strict auto tune and then like weird ad libs that you can't hear. Yeah, totally. Yeah. T-Pain. I, well, I keep leaving out. <laughs> I, I keep. I keep. Well, no, no, I mean, T Pain's different though because like, like he also can still sing. Yeah, he's a talented guy. We had this conversation when we were when I was here last time, and I want to get into that in a little bit, but I don't, not just yet. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll jot it down for later. Oh, what about speaking of two thousands artists? Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. That right. was fucking weird. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. What about, that was good. <laughs> what about the Billboard, dude? Yeah, we're gonna do it right now. That's Let's, what we're getting to. Yeah. So, um, uh, bottom of the Billboard is a segment that we do where every week we recommend a song to be reviewed and see if it makes it on our Spotify playlist, which is called Bottom of the Billboard, so go check it out. Um, and typically, Billy and I don't agree on anything musically, if you haven't been able to tell by this point. And, the uh, past, like, three we have. Yeah, it's been weird. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're melding. We're, yeah, well, you know, don't make it weird. 
Uh, so we're docking. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the song that I picked this week was Infinite by Eminem. Yeah. Now this one has a special place in my heart because. Um, what year to come out, boys? It was the 2000s or not? No, it was, it was it 1995 is. or not 96. What? Sorry, really? 96. Yeah, the, that whole that that album came out in 96, um, and it's crazy because like you can see the progression of of when Eminem got discovered by Dre, and when they found his shtick with Dre, and they were like, "We're gonna make you the angry white boy." That's what we're gonna do, and then. Slim Shady LP, Marshall Mathers LP was like all that. You know what I mean? It was just like this crazy drug addict, like just saying like shock rapper. And it was amazing. Don't, don't get me wrong. But like it was just so different from what he was doing when he was, when he did the Infinite album. That was before all this? Way before all that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, when I first heard this song, I discovered this song much later on. Yeah, of course. So I heard this song and I was like, oh, fuck. He was like a conscious rapper before he was like the shock value like pop star you know um so anyways i don't know the, like the lyrics just hit me like i just it's it's crazy how somebody when they're so young can have such a i don't know like you, you just you real you can really understand an, an artist's full potential before they have to water it down or or try to like you know pick a lane and stick in that lane type thing you before know? they play the game exactly exactly mm-hmm. yeah so anyways i love this song what do you think, Bill? Um, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I the thing with uh, Eminem is, especially if they're like, uh, when it comes to rappers and stuff, when obviously it's going to be about the lyrics and the rhyming and other stuff like that. When but when that's like the focus of it, I kind of it's a cool it's a cool I beat just, though. Eh, not really. It's really lo-fi. It, I, I and I get it. And now that I knew, because it sounded like to me, like like you said, it. Uh, Eminem went through this phase where, like, all I saw of him was him being, like, crazy, and then he started doing, like, serious stuff later on and yeah. everything like that, and so that's what I thought this was from, but it's not. You said it's, like, before all this, and so he was doing this from the get-go. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't especially like it that much because it's just, like, just him just, like, just yelling at you, the whole, kind of oh. like Tupac does, just, like, just yell at you the no, whole time. No, but can we pull the lyrics up real quick? I'm sure the lyrics, the lyrics are great, I, I, and, and it's like he's a, a a damn genius too. The way that he uh, constructs uh, uh, phrases and and uh, rhyme schemes and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just the whole, I don't know. It's not my uh, taste. It's, it's I don't know. It's not my kind of go to. I feel you. Hip hop or whatever. I like more of the the conscious hip hop, but not trying to like just scream at you. That's not what he did. You listen to the same song? Yeah, I listened to it three times. We have the lyrics up here, guys. <laughs> You're so good at that voice. I don't even know what it is. I don't know either. I just kind of like go up, 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 up. Oh, it's there. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, this is good. All right, who's in the lead? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I over, overall, I I just yeah. It's song salmon. What was the name of the song? I Infinite. Was Infinite. Can I can I say this? And it's going to be super profile. It's it's too much rhyming. He does, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I feel you. Where I, he's, he just like I can't even try to impersonate because I don't know the lyrics and stuff like that. I do but like feel about every you, word rhymes with each itself like look in at, a whole sentence. Look at the words. I'm not though. saying that he's not like a genius or he's smart or anything like that. But when it comes down a to brainy it, brainy like, acting facts on you mainly lack attraction. Yeah, you that look kind insanely of stuff. whack when all the fr- oh, just a fraction of my tracks run. Yeah. Like, this dude's just like 
It's like I, I, he's very smart. He's I'm just saying, like deep for shit, bro. Mu- musically and stuff like that is, eh, it's not my favorite. I get it. It's, it's hundred percent. Like it's like he's the best. I got it. But at the same time, I don't know. I would never listen to it. I just never really liked him and him very much. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, like it's, it's just insane, bro. Like to think to put words together like that. Obviously, the chorus is just dope as fuck. You heard yep. of how well I was sent from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I couldn't understand. Oh, that's the other thing, too, is I've got that weird disorder where I just listen to the music and I can never remember lyrics to, like, save my life. Like, even my favorite song, like, I'll get it wrong every time. But, so I don't even know what he's really saying. You heard of hell without... It, he was, I mean, Can you do the voice, though? No, I can't do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's I'm infinite. You heard a hell while I was sent from it. I went to it serving a sentence for murdering instruments, but now I'm about to repent from it because when you hear the be- when I hear the beat, I'm tempted to make another attempt at it. I'm infinite. Yeah, that's fucking dope, bro. He was like 24 years old when he wrote that shit. Yeah, you know it's what I mean. Also, kind of like a quite of a bold, uh, like framing, like like, so, like lyrical framings setup because it's like it's all a like a a phrasing right no b no c yeah people get obsessed with like oh you can't use you've already used a twice like you can't use a again he 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 sticks to that thing like the entire song i know yeah and it's I, just I, like he's like fuck it like, let's yeah do this. yeah that's that's probably why i don't like it i think it's really cool to do that and to even do that the entire song is like super uh, super hard thing to do but me like listening to it i would it's yeah, what, you're not a lyrics it, guy. What did the the Prince of uh, uh, not Vienna, Vienna say in uh, uh, Amadeus? It's like there's only so many notes a person can hear in one night, <laughs> and that's yeah, how okay. I feel about it. What do you think? Um, yeah, so I did um, usually like when I listen to tracks, I have to do it a couple of times because my brain, especially as of the past couple of years, my brain frankly goes even beneath the musical part of it like the i guess aaron copeland calls it the shirley musical plane um i go underneath that unfortunately too quick and i now even just hear like i'm listening to like vocal tones effects like i the first thing i noticed was like oh man they're using that spot delay like very sparingly like on the on the end of each phrase it's like a little bit. oh yeah and it's like real thin too right it's like just like a little telephone effect delay for like two repeats max and it's very subtly used. Like it's only at the end of some phrases, not every phrase either. And it's kind of random, which again shows like it was definitely done on a console at that fact. Yeah. So it's like they were sitting there being like, here, right. <laughs> jump it up here, right. jump it up. Oh, that's tight. Uh, we got to do it again. You messed up. Let's do it again. So right. it's like you're being conservative as, as possible with that. But they were still kind of bold with it, which I appreciated. Um, obviously, it's like I can hear the punch ins a couple of times. Sure. Um, which uh, you can't do anything about. I mean, <laughs> like, we're talking like 1995, 96. You yeah, know what I mean, like, it's like, yeah, it's, and like, and like, no budget. It's yeah, like Detroit, Mich- sure. Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, like, like it, it sounds to me like tape cuts sometimes. I'm, I'm sure, just like, like, I don't doubt that that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it might actually be that. Yeah, because yeah. like sometimes it's like you hear like a little like, like a little noise or something, and I'm like, oh wow, like this is, but it's kind of tight for me because like I spend so much time having to edit vocals, and I'm like. Man, that's great. They just like it sounds good, and it's like they just went with it. They're like, "Yeah, that's fine." Like no one's gonna be like, "I hear a tape cut." Right. Like, no one's right. Gonna, like it's, nowadays that would be all like everyone would like harp on them for it, you know. But like back then, it was like, "No, we're not hearing that. We don't care about that. We have music. We only had this for like 45, 60 years right. at the most, like that we can actually buy at a store." Um, but so after I got past the production aspect of it, and I listened to it on like the musical plane, the first thing that struck out to me was that like i think it's a voice maybe that's like it sounds like a pad slash voice it's like upper register and it um it, every chorus it drops in there 
and that chord progression, which I think is like a, was it a four major seven to that six to a one over three maybe? I haven't uh, dissected it like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like that chord progression to me is like very um, cinematic, emotive, but dark. Yeah. Like it's cinematic first off. Like it makes me feel like a movie. Um, it's very like I felt an emotional response to it and it was like a dark response. To yeah. It. it was like an aggressive, but like, yeah, it was like a before, like not a fight scene in the movie, but like before like a big moment in a movie that's tense. Is yeah. What it felt like to me. That's I mean, like the, 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 the lyrics would kind of lend itself to be in that that kind of realm anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like I appreciated that more so even after I did like the, you know, third or maybe it was the fourth time through. I might have listened to it two times to get the musical playing part of it in my brain. But either third or fourth time listening through it, I pulled up the lyrics and like read along as it was going through, um, which I, I find it always funny when like the ad libs at the front of the track are also in the lyrics. Cause yeah. like, <laughs> I know from experience, it's just like, that's crazy for this one. <laughs> half-assed stuff. That's like tossed in there. Like, uh, I need to do an ad lib track. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nine Oh four. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, um, yeah. It's literally that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, that's probably all that it was too, like realistically. And like, and I'm not going to try to put like, I think it's like irresponsible to put too much weight on somebody's like reasoning for doing any track. Yeah, it's like all speculation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like for all we know is the last thing for the last 20 minutes in the session. They're like, do you want to put anything on the intro? And he's like, uh, yeah, I can. And they're like, you should put something on the intro, bro. And yeah. Every, like, every oh. rapper's doing it, bro. Yeah. yeah like, he's doing like, it. All right. I don't know. Do us do this. But yeah. anyways, so like lyrically, the first thing I noticed was like the all a rhymings for the chorus, which was kind of tight. And then also, like, it's not all A rhymings for the verses, though. No, like, no. It's like A, A, A. And then he goes, but what's cool is he goes B, 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 I think. And then, like, C, C, C. Like, he does not going, he's not doing any kind of callbacks, really. Right. Which I'm like, that's kind of cool because, like, my first thought was, no, like, the introspective part of me says, like, oh, you should have a callback to A. And then somebody has to, like, decipher it sort of thing. But it's like. No, he was just going with a flow, which makes much more sense too. Like, don't break the flow, right? Kind of thing. Totally. Um, for me, like, I I definitely valued the chorus the most, to be honest. Um, just because like, I feel like the beat matched very well with like the lyrics of the chorus, and then also like the textures and timbres that were used in the chorus, and again the chord progression for me, I was like, that's that's a vibe right there. Um, even like when the beat first drops in, it doesn't drop in where I thought it was going to drop in at. Right. I don't know if you noticed that or not, yeah, but like, totally. it like comes in like there's no kick at the very top. It comes in on that, not right. on that snare beat. Right. It's like you're waiting for it and it's like, it throws you off for a second. That's kind of a big thing in, in like conscious hip hop though, where, uh, where they do kind of this, it's very syncopated, you know, or like they kind of trick you as to where like the one is going to be at, you know, mm -hmm. like, like most def like, con like references it all the time in his tunes where, True. you know, it's like, he just talk like he talks about, it's, you know, what does he say? It's like, it's it's off time and like you know it's almost like uh abrasive you know but mm -hmm. that's like the point of it because it comes from a culture that is very like you know that, that that's the thing that's so to me that's so special about hip-hop is that every aspect of it is representative of the culture you know like there is this like this there's this counterculture thing it's a little, it's different it's not what people understand and the music at least at one point in time, really represented that, you know? And most have made a really good comment about it. He said it was folk music, you know? It's like, it's it's music that was born of, like, the blue-collar class, basically. Right, yeah, that's and, a good way to put it. And when when uh, pop got its hands on it, it, it took away that element 
which which is what made it what what it was you know listen to guys like 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 that like most dev Talib Kweli even like earlier I mean Eminem is still amazing but obviously he's not doing that kind of shit you know um and all all, common like people like that and you're just like you're like okay this is elite talent here Mm -hmm. you know and then you hear people talk oh who's who's the best is Drake the best or is like or is like you know fucking whoever else like who are they talking about now Lizzo no not Lizzo um like Kendrick is 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 dope okay like J. Uh, Cole's dope creator or something like that they're just like like yeah like it it is weird to see that competition that kind of exists and is that almost quasi like unique to like rap and hip-hop yeah I feel like it is. Right? You have the battle mentality, you know, it's yeah. like the battling thing. But and it's all supposed to be with the, with the purpose to elevate the, like each other, right? Because like, you you want to try and be like, like you want to try and be like, okay, well, if I'm the best and you're you're with me, and if you beat me, then then you're the best. Like, like it's not supposed to be like I'm better than you. It's just supposed to be like, all right, like we're, we're like we're, we all think we're the best. Let's see like who's actually up there. It's about it's supposed to be like empowering to each other, you know? Yeah, it, it's like healthy competition. Yeah, and, and and the content that they talk about, you know, it kind of it kind of shifted in the early two thousands. And I'm a big fan of like like southern gangster rap. Like I love Ti, especially early two thousands Ti okay. and Lil Wayne, the Hot Boys. Like I love yeah. I love all that shit. Okay. Um, however, I can recognize that it kind of like 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 rap kind of shifted when. Uh, when it started to glamorize the aspects of the culture that were just being talked about, right? It's like, okay, well, you know, early hip-hop artists were talking about what they were seeing, right? But it wasn't so much about glamorizing the experience. No, they were just expressing what they saw. Exactly. This is my reality. And then then somewhere like in the 90s, you know, like the whole West Coast, East Coast, Tupac, Biggie thing, it started to really become, well, even before that, NWA, you know, it became Mm -hmm. very glamorized. It was like, we're not just like experiencing it, we're doing it. And if you don't do it, then you're a bitch. Well, also it's probably because like that's the like, mid 80s like or maybe early 80s i guess like like when did mtv come out when it comes to like, the early 80s like yeah. early 80s yeah. so like you have to think like there was a new format for music to be consumed in which was video right and so like what makes a good video like a good video is like good visual content that's appealing and to keep you watching right and so it's like how can you make something about like you know upbringings like that are rough like whether it be like blue collar or like inner city streets like how do you glamorize that into a music video that sounds like pleasant? Like, like it's, it's like the song's pleasant. We already know that. Like songs are good, but like, okay, we're gonna go to like, you know, like watch horrible things happen on the street. It's like, well, okay, that's not gonna sell. Like, that's not a good video. Right? How can we twist that to be a glamorized version of it? And not to mention that the, just the lyrical content itself is exciting, right? It's right. like it creates like, you know, it's controversy, and people yeah. love controversy. It's like, oh, it's like, wait, what do you mean? Like, you guys are out there killing each other? Like you're mm-hmm. selling it like this is, you know, you had at the time you know, Scarface and like the movies were talking about, like, you know, the cocaine cowboys and all this shit. Right. And then you have and that was that was so glamorized at the time. And you have this 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 other culture that's kind of talking about the same thing, but they're kind of glamorizing it through music rather than through movies. Oh, and yeah. it's like, oh, well, the movies are selling. We could probably do the same thing with music. Yeah. And not yeah. to say that those guys, I mean, you know, some of those guys were doing some crazy shit, you know. But before that, it was like you had LL Cool J and like Rakim and people like that that were doing like, it was like, it was much more about the battle rap aspect. It's like, this is how dope I am. 
You know what I mean? And like, yeah, I might fuck you up because like I'm from a crazy neighborhood. That's how we handled shit. But like, but this is how dope I am as a rapper. Yeah, that's how that's this song kind of goes. Is is him talking about how great he is? Yeah, yeah. It's literally what it is. And then like the late '80s. Why would anybody want to listen to that though? That's because. Well, you know the things that the people didn't for a long time, it was, I mean. it was a counterculture, you know, yeah. and, and people did because when rap started to hit the mainstream, people got excited about something that was so different. You know, and I think that um, at, at that time it was like there was there was purchasing power as well, you know, because there was a, a light being shown on the inner city communities. And there was like this kind of this new market that was being explored, I think, you know, and uh, so they really tried to e- exploit that. To, to an extent. And I think as it went on, they started realizing, well, this is how we can exploit the max, you know? And so then everybody kind of follows suit and then they were just like, well, yeah, that's what you got to do is, is then, talk about how great you are. And then you, ha- but then but not, not just talk about how great you are. You have. We st- it started to glamorize like the lifestyle of being yeah. a gangster, Yeah, you know? And then, and then it was like, cause it's not just that I'm great. I'm also, I, I will also literally kill you Yeah, and I'm rich and I came out of the worst circumstance and that is that's a glamorous lifestyle to people. People love the rags of riches story. Yeah, that's very true. I you was know? gonna say that. Yep. Yeah. And then it and then it evolved into Tupac and Biggie, right? You have the the literally two coasts were beefing, right? And then, uh, and then it you know whatever like it, that kind of settled for a little while, but it just I mean, bro. And then the the early two thousands, you have Murder Inc. and Interscope, you know, Shady, uh, Slim Shady and. And like Ja Rule and, and all those guys were be like and you know people have learned by this point that if you go toe to toe with Eminem you're just going to like you're not just going to lose the battle you're going to lose the war like, he yeah. destroys careers he has uh, he has the elder wand <laughs> <laughs> so the only way you get the elder wand is if you beat him in a rap battle and we've all seen Eight Mile you cannot beat him <laughs> you, like it, it's he, he, bomb uh, spaghetti situation. Yeah, but even be, he, and I, I know that you're making a joke. But even beyond it's no joke, the, the talent of, of like rapping, it's that it's like, just a little silly. Well, if anything, no, no, it's it's the <laughs> tongue in cheek. I'm just saying, it's a stake that they have in the industry. Man. It's just weird though. It's like no, if if you what if all music was like that? Do, you know that uh, people were stabbed in recording studios during that battle, this, right? That's like, weird, isn't going, it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little silly. I don't know if it, it's not silly because like re, like there were real. Why can't they just get along? There were real consequences up with, to those what's up things. What's up with that? But the thing is, is that those guys ha, have such a like a, a stake in the industry that beyond like the rapping, obviously they're super talented and they will make anybody look like idiots, right? Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's like you actually can't function in this industry anymore because you've gone to the point where you piss us off, where we don't want you to exist anymore. So you just don't. Like Ja Rule, fucking Fat Joe, you guys don't have careers anymore. Yeah, music for lifestyles is kind of weird, isn't it? It definitely is a um, it's a double-edged sword that probably had its great benefits at one point in time. And I think, like, it is, like are, like, beefs as common anymore? If they, Realistically. If they are, it's it's really just done for the publicity. Exactly. Like and MGK. even then, both, both parties benefit from it. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's, like, because... It's like a little, like little less tribalism is kind of like seeped into it because it's like it's again the mentality of rising tide lifts all boats. So it's like, okay, like I don't like how you did this thing, but like the reality is like who today is gonna go like into a studio and like really beef with somebody? Yeah, it doesn't. You can't really get away with it the way that you no, could twenty years not. ago. You yeah, know? like and like and if you if you attempted to do something like that, you'd be blacklisted on your own. Like you would immediately lose the battle 
with that motion. Well, and hip hop is moving away from that mentality. I think mm-hmm. you know, yep. not that it's getting better talent wise, but it's definitely its focus now is much more on like partying. So you see rappers get shot all the time. It's not, but bro, it's not as prevalent as it was though. It's just not. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I would say it's. Um, I don't think it slowed down. Uh, I, I would no, yeah, like, dude. I would say it slowed down. I would say it's not. I would say it's not gone. It's not gone. I see it uh, all the time on Instagram. Like every like every other day, there'll be an, another person was shot in their home. Yeah, and like it, it it does get tricky because it's like I mean like so like I track a lot of hip hop too. Like that's one of like if you're a recording studio, like you just do you get into it. Yeah, because like it, it it's a very interesting market as well. Like sorry, this is a sidebar, but anyways, like it's a weird market because it's like. You know, I look at stuff as like, again, I like to produce things. Like, I think it's fun to be like, hey, we should do this instead. But then like the, like recording hip hop, like how that works in this day and age, because this actually does work for a lot of people. They come in, they book like two hours. Right. They track for one hour. Oh, I know. They want you to mix it in one hour. Yeah. And also make like editing moves, production moves, you know, whatever. It's been that way. Yeah. And like, that's just, that's just how you do it. Yeah. Right. But it's. It also works though. Yeah, like, it, you know, it, it doesn't. Oh, it's <laughs> oh my god! There's actually a graph for it. Heart related. That's hilarious. The blues. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Because they're they're so sad. Okay. Oh, no one's gonna laugh at that. Rap that was is, a good joke. Rap is fifty one. <laughs> Hip hop is fifty one percent. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be a disparity in that. But I'm just saying that compared to what it was uh, on a mainstream level, you know what I mean? Like you have to realize that. 20 years ago, the mainstream was talking about going into studios and shooting people up. Yeah, that's true. Where the mainstream of hip-hop is not there anymore. Yeah, like, like t- they Tupac had, had a whole song and everything like that, and he's, like, super up. famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was a, it, was a, it was a pop sensation. And yeah. then you had, literally, Eminem had a song called Bully, where he just basically told Ja Rule, like, if you don't back the fuck down, we're going to kill you. Yeah. And you have uh, Lloyd Banks had a song called Officer Down, which is hilarious because it's about but him and Rick Ross were beefing for a while. And Rick Ross was a, was a corrections officer. So he, called, so he starts off the song, Officer Ricky. But oh it's, my God. it's, it's so just, good. It's just silly, though, when you think about it. It's like, yeah, we're going to kill you. We're going to let you know in a song. Bro. It's weird. Well, I mean, tribalism like silly anyways. Yeah. Like, we're, like, it's, it's, civilization it, is like yeah. the removal of that over the course it's, of time. So, the, the, But the thing is, that it's not silly, though, because it's it's real for them and music has always been been what represents what's happening in a culture from the beginning of time yeah right so if you don't understand it that's fine but it's weird but it's, it's not, not silly eh. it's not it, it, it may seem trivial to you no that's not what i'm saying or silly to you it, the whole concept of it is i'm not trying to say like the songs aren't good or that like the experiences didn't happen that it's right not there. serious or anything like that but the the whole whole concept of, it, of them like yeah i'm gonna write this song about she's like oh we wrote that song about me. we've got to go kill him now that's silly well no so, so it is it, it like i think it is interesting that i'm like i'm certain that beef actually like like now that i think about it when it comes to like backdoor situations like beef definitely happens in the music industry oh yeah like i know plenty of people that like don't like other people that For are musicians sure. totally. that like if you cannot get them in the same room or bad things will happen totally right? you know but it is interesting that, like, as you're saying, is like to use that in a song and to like publicize yeah. that aspect of it. It sells, guys. You know, like, like beef What's, sells. Yeah, it just guess, does. Lil Flip and Ti in, in the in the in the mid 2000s, they had a big beef, and uh, and Ti buried him. 
It was just like he had, he had he had the money behind him. He had the talent behind him. He had the industry behind him. You know, like he was writing pop hits, and Lil Flip was uh, a fucking um, what chopped and screwed hip hop artist out of out of Houston. You know what I mean? Like he just wasn't gonna cut it. And but that was real. Like 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 Lil Flip had Ti shot at. Ti shot at Lil Flip's people. Like these aren't like silly little things. Like like this is. The, it's representative of, of the, the culture they were exposed to growing up, you know, and granted a lot of it might be for publicity's sake, especially these days, like a lot of it's bullshit, you know, even back then a lot of it was bullshit too, but there are real world consequences though. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, like, like even if something is bullshit, like actions taken on that bullshit are real actions, right? People are very serious about the people that they support in music and, and, and otherwise, you know, like it's just, something could have, could have been made like, like, like kind of contrived or, or, or put together for publicity's sake. And then it, it turns around real quick. It's a dangerous game to play. People get, people's feelings get hurt when people's feelings get and their pride gets hurt and there's money at stake, the careers at stake. We're talking millions and millions of that's dollars. A good point. Yeah. That's very, that, that, that's very true that like most of the beef, even like, like I'm, I'm sure we can find like interpersonal beef that we've experienced. And it's like, what's actually on the line, right? What's actually on the line. Literally, probably, probably, if we're being very honest, like probably like zero dollars. Literally zero dollars. Zero dollars. Yeah. So it's like how much weight, if, if there is any weight to that beef, it's like that's probably on you to figure that out because right. you shouldn't. Let's start, yeah, some, like, let's start some beef then. But I don't know. It's like, <laughs> what's if, up? <laughs> start some jam band beef. Some jam band beef. What do you Ooh. want? Doesn't that, that, how do you want? Grateful Dead and Fish. Widgeon, what's up? Which <laughs> better fucking uh, th- protect your neck? I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like We're going. It's duck hunting season, yeah. boys. Oh yeah, <laughs> big fan of birds. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you guys, Ben, Max, no, fucking Brandon, uh-uh, Aaron. Uh-uh. Aaron was just on our pad- podcast like three weeks ago. Yeah. We got beef still now. Beef. I got I got still a, beef. I got a picture of Tupac and Biggie hanging up on my wall. And you've heard like one song by each of them. Yeah. <laughs> It's, like, it's more than me. Why couldn't they just oh stay friends? So I, just, I think it's also like, don't be mad. Don't be. You're like you say. You, uh, elevate your your uh, musical brothers and sisters. Yeah, well, I don't know. shoot it, it, it though. It's one of those things. Um, I can't believe it's no beef. Oh yeah, neither God. can I. Um, <laughs> man, yeah, I don't know. Like again, when it, when it comes, like actually, I think last no, it was this past Saturday, I had a session, a hip hop session, and like what he told me he wanted, he was like, I he's like. I do hip hop stuff. He's like, but like, I really like the way like this one weekend song sounds. And I was like, all right, I haven't heard that either. <laughs> so like, let's check it out. And I listened to it. And I was like, man, that's actually like really cool. I'm sure I can figure it out. I'm like, we'll figure it out. And so he tracked the song and then like we get to the ad lib section, which is always like the part where like, I get a little stressed out. Cause it's like, people usually want me to like be like, Oh, where should I put ad libs on the yeah. track? And it's like, I've just heard this beat for the first time. I'm hearing your verses for the first time. And you want me to decide like where you're gonna put your ad libs? Right. Like I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure out like what all the lyrics are still in the sections. Like what's the important lyrics in the sections? Right. Like, I, but then like I kind of like that I don't have any like preconceived notions of like where they should be in a song. Right. Because it's like I don't know. That's I really don't know. That is a big perk I think sometimes about people who are creative that haven't like studied in that in that respect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you don't like like. You're creative regardless. Like, like the ideas come to you, but they come to you from from such a genuine place because you're not like like tainted by uh, your like the, 
like the amount of influences that you have, you know what I mean? Yeah. And even like, uh, like one small twist that I do with like my personal production style is that everything I say to somebody is, is a suggestion because I don't know. And I accept that. I don't know. Like I can't be the kind of, the kind of producer to be like, Hey man, we're going to cut that bridge. That bridge sucks. Yeah. We're going to make a new one right now. And I know producers that do that and they're great at that. Like, yeah. They really are good. Like, like they can really take a song and like chop it up and be like, this is the new song. Congratulations. You have a hit now. Yeah. And it's like, that's awesome. I can't do that. And I'm not going to risk like ruining somebody's song that they pay me money for <laughs> to do that. Have you produced a pop banger yet? Uh, oh, let's see, a pop banger. Well, I, I mean, in like regards to... A popular to, banger. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, what I yeah. Mean. yeah like, okay. Uh, so circling back for country, like bro country then, I did my first ever bro country track did very well. Like the one that I like fully produced it like from ground up, like decided like I had acoustic guitar and vocal to work with and we just like tracked it from there and built it up and it did super well and not being petty by any means, but like he went to another studio for like a couple other songs afterwards and they all have like 1000, 2000 plays. And I'm like, Suck it, nerd. Yeah, <laughs> Suck what are you it, nerd. doing? Bro, that's 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 your clout now. Now you can walk in and be like, bro, I've produced a pretty popular song. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know how this arrangement should go, and that bridge sucks. <laughs> Cut it. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, actually, as a side note, I feel like that's one weird thing that like I don't see a lot like in the producer industry in general is like you like utilizing Spotify playlists for like recommendations, like what songs you worked on. It's yeah. always like SoundCloud, like clips of songs or whatever. Right. Which I guess like makes sense to some degree, but I'm like, I don't know. I want people to go like, if I have like, here's my work, I want them to see like how many songs have like over a thousand plays, for example. That's you interesting. Know? Yeah. I never thought about that either. Because like people are probably going to look like, that's what I realized. It's like, if I have a SoundCloud playlist of songs, right. That I've produced and I'm like, these sounds like they sound sick, whatever, but like, I'm happy with these songs. If I was a writer or like a songwriter going to a studio and spending money on it, I'm not going to listen to the sample and be like, oh, that sounds good. Right. Now I'm going to go to Spotify and be like, okay, like, did it do well? Like, is it responding well to people? I'm going to like look up the artists because like it's a lot of money on the line to yeah. not do that. And yeah. so I want to make sure it's like I'm honest of like, hey, I did this song for somebody and like, yeah, it has less than a thousand plays. And it also helps them out because it's like if it has under a thousand plays, for example, and it's their genre maybe I didn't do a good job on the other people in that genre. Maybe you shouldn't come work with me. Maybe you should find somebody else. I'll help you do that. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, look at it to that extreme, but, um, I do. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's good that you take your, your, your passion that seriously, but those, those, those playlists and Spotify is such a fucked algorithm, bro. Nobody knows how to work that shit. I was taught, we had a, we had a marketing company work with us on our release last year. How'd and it go? I did. Uh, well, we didn't put any money into Spotify because if you don't spend over, x amount of dollars on spotify uh ads and stuff like it doesn't work and we didn't have a budget to spend that kind of money to, to see any kind of return on spotify however and i know that because um what's his name uh what's a singer from the revivalists i can't remember uh david shaw david shaw there you go um they were also handling his marketing campaign and they were like yeah man we're pumping x amount of dollars into this and we're seeing nothing like literally nothing it's like this mm. is like the revivalists have written like huge pop songs like on the radio and shit. You're talking, you're telling me the singer is putting in X amount of dollars onto a marketing campaign to hit Spotify and he's not generating anything more than what he would normally generate anyways. Mm, and yeah. it's like, yeah, because if you're not doing this, it just doesn't work. We, we can't figure it out. Yeah. There's definitely like strange algorithms at play. Um, 
but even like i would argue like all the more so like if you do have a song that does well on spotify then it's like well damn okay you figured it out kind of but you can pay for shit too though you know what i mean i guess you could pay for placement and it's like and a lot of it's a lot of it's like bots and shit and it and it doesn't yield the, the the problem is is that streaming on if you're if you're hitting the numbers across every streaming platform then i will say okay you're doing it legit if you're hitting the numbers on spotify and no other platforms. Yeah, like no no YouTube plays or Yeah, like, like it's bullshit. Number I never one about that, yeah. And number two, it doesn't yield anything for you financially or otherwise because the one streaming pays well when you're killing it across every platform. It pays X amount of dollars uh, per or X amount of cents per play uh, on one platform, but it does that across every platform so this idea but it opens so many doors for you on your resume oh, wait hold on but here's what i'm getting to the idea that, that streaming doesn't pay shit is bullshit because when you're killing it across every streaming platform you're literally killing it financially and that translates to ticket sales at your live shows yeah exactly right now if you're killing it on one platform it's not enough revenue for you to see any kind of real change in your financial situation it's not and it certainly doesn't generate to ticket sales when you play shows so what are you actually gaining? Nothing. Because everybody else that's, that's looking at that, everybody in the industry knows what's bullshit and what's not. They, right. see, they see that happening. And, and then like, like, let's say a booking agent or a manager wants to take you on. It's okay, well, we're going to book a tour. So we can't book a tour because you have no plays in this market or you're, you know, your ticket sales come out to the X amount or whatever, and, but you're killing it on this one streaming platform. It's like, yeah, but that's one streaming platform. It also depends on the demographics as well, though. You have to keep in mind, like, for, like we all know at this point, I think that like YouTube is predominantly like male viewers, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, male viewers between the ages of I think like twenty five and forty. Yeah, that's YouTube. Very little female interaction on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's the demographics of YouTube. Yeah. So if you're a band that's like a you know, like soft, uh, introspective, like cutesy music, and you put your song on YouTube. You're not going to get that many plays on that. Your lyric videos are going to do terribly because who's actually watching YouTube? Not really that like, but you know what? Instagram, if you put the same video on Instagram, do totally fine, right? Mm-hmm. Spotify also is kind of the same way, I think. Like, I, I don't remember what the actual demographics of like Spotify users are, but I'm sure it's somewhat slated towards a certain demographic of people in certain countries, right? Mm-hmm. And then probably even down to like certain states, like who uses Spotify versus Apple Music, for example. You yeah, but, but it's pretty ubiquitous though. Spotify and Apple Music, if, if you were like bringing up like Deezer or Tidal, then I'd be like, okay. Like, yeah, those are definitely certain demographics because we're talking like, that we're talking high definition sound. When people give a fuck about that or musicians. So like when we're if we're if we're tracking well on those platforms and not so well on Spotify or 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 I or Apple Music, then we know that we're that we our target dem- demographic are people that at least work within the industry at at the base level, right? But when it comes to Spotify and Apple Apple Music, it's Do you think it's a broad stroke? Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty broad stroke. Interesting. I, I think it's pretty ubiquitous with those two. Google man. it, boys. Interesting. We, yeah, yeah we, I'd be we, very curious. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I don't you. know either. I have to guess so. Half and half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's gonna be pretty. Wow, what's the biggest one? Our age Spotify, group? Yeah. I think, is the biggest one. No, no, no. Spotify the user demographics. Oh, yeah, yeah demographics, yeah. mostly for age. Um, is that a? Is that you know scientific journal, peer reviewed? Oh, this is a Google search, so you know. Oh. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely a peer. Uh, worldwide music stream. So let's say, let's say for people who are just listening, let's say that what the numbers are. So we got 
eleven percent on what was others. Uh, uh, I guess like other streaming platforms oh, that are probably like specific to countries and things as well. Gotcha. Okay, I didn't see. You. Okay, Spotify yeah, is thirty six percent. Apple Music eighteen percent. Right. Exactly. So I don't trust people. Who Deezer, <laughs> Pandora is for old people. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's for boomers. Um, <laughs> like, oh, this, I got Pandora. I don't need anything else. I've never even heard of Tencent. Ten percent. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of wild. Google's five percent. No one's listening to music on any Google streaming platforms. No. Deezer is three percent, but Deezer. And title are like specifically for the yeah, listening like experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've never sure. heard of it. Yeah, um, of which one? Deezer, or both of them. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, Spotify is obviously the biggest one by far. I didn't know mm-hmm. Amazon was number three. I I, didn't, I wouldn't have been able to guess. Yeah, I didn't even know there was Amazon. Music. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. No idea. Yeah. Um, Spotify has been like like the big player for for like yeah, a know. while now. Everybody uses it, but as far as the demographic, thirty six percent, anyways. Yeah, yeah. But uh, nobody uses two, and if you use two, that's insane. What, so I get what you're trying to say. You got to get it across the board. Yeah, get it across the board, and yeah. that that makes you look good. Yeah, and then you also yeah. and financially, it, it makes sense at that point because now we're seeing real revenue coming in. No, I in. get it. Yeah. But like when we're hitting when we're hitting well on one platform, if you're spending money to see to see plays on one platform there's no return financially or otherwise because it doesn't translate to ticket sales because it's not real anyways you know what i mean yeah i guess i do see that um now i guess like for like for me personally like when i look at it it's like i know that most of the people that i work with don't put any kind like they don't have any kind of money to do anything to get them plays you know right and i think for the most part like who actually has money to like drop into plays besides like rich boys that like You'd you know what surprised. I mean like yeah I mean and even then they're not going to come to me to come record yeah <laughs> well I mean fucking uh Tebow came in here so you never know bro it's not you're not wrong that's kind of like a yeah I mean audiobooks are a whole different game but um because you you don't ask for those they, they get forced upon you almost but. so who's fucking killing an audible right now oh man let's see um <laughs> <laughs> no but uh like you know the people that I'm working with know who I'm probably working with. And it's like, they can also do things like go to Instagram or, well, like I think like to digress, it's like more so like, I think anybody that's worth working with on my end should be doing their due diligence to be looking at actual, like they should be doing research. Like I want, like if I was going to a studio, I want to be like, okay, who do they work with? How are they doing? Have they put up recent things? Like, is this a recent sample or is this like 10 years old? Right. bullshitting and be like this is what we do recently and it's like dude you haven't mixed that song in 10 years do you even know how to do that genre anymore right, <laughs> you're not telling right. the truth it's just soundcloud samples that i have no idea where they're coming from and that, at least on spotify i can go hey guess what that song is 2022 and it has this many plays i can go to their spotify or their uh, instagram rather and i can see like oh they're posting recently like they're actually active, they're active in yeah. they're active doing this so this person's like my samples on my website are active people that are actively doing something you know and so I think like there's some like for me like that's what I would be looking for. Sure. And so I guess also like as a person that's like doing it, you're probably always skewed towards like your own opinion of what you'd be looking for in something. Right. And so like for me like that's what I would be looking for. Like my first step would be like check Spotify is it doing well? Check their Instagram. And then yeah, maybe from there I might go check like YouTube. Probably my next thing to go check out okay like do they have lyric video content or are they doing anything that's like interesting? Right. Are they putting out Instagram reels or TikToks or whatever and like right. are they getting traction or is it all a ghost town? Right. Cuz it's like no matter what if I went to a studio's website and there's like a SoundCloud link, 
and I listen to it. I'm like, it's a bop. And I go to it on Spotify and it's 2008. I'm like, okay, it's first red flag for me. Yeah, totally. Second one, I go to YouTube. It's not on YouTube. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like it's not on YouTube. It's, it's <laughs> very strange to me that, that, that SoundCloud has the, uh, the clout that it has because it's, it's, People also get like huge plays on there, and they I blow know, up from spot or from SoundCloud too, though. Like, I know and that's a, that, that's one thing too. I've like had a hesitancy towards is I'm like, damn, should I also do a, like a SoundCloud playlist so that like there, people that do that, like if they blow up, I can be like, hey, check this out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, SoundCloud. Yes. What's a cover every one of them? That's what he was saying. What's that fucking You're not wrong? Yeah. What's I mean, that? What's take, that fucking advice? What's that? That guy's name, uh, Gary V or whatever. Oh Can't yeah, stand that guy. However, he's very loud. Yeah, he's very loud, but he makes a good point, and it's 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 never uh, the point that somebody Is that the TikTok guy. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the buying, buying. Uh, yeah, he's on TikTok. Things no, at sure yard sales and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, the, yeah that guy, does. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. thought you were talking about a musician. Sorry. <laughs> no, I I don't know. I don't know what like what he's just selling. Like had a grind basically. It's his yeah, whole he's thing. just selling. I don't know what his deal he's is. selling, uh, selling. Strangely enough, yeah, that's that's a whole different rabbit hole we can go down. I fucking hate people that make their money doing that. But anyways. Uh, he, his whole thing, like he was talking to somebody who was a musician or whatever. And they were like, well, I'm hearing now it's, you know, all about, you know, fuck Instagram. And it's all about going to TikTok, blah, blah. He's like, first off, it's never, or, and it's always, and, you know? Oh yeah. I, like I saw that, that video. And, I like and that. you know, and I, and I like that. It, it's a good rule of thumb because like the, why say fuck any platform you're closing off or not the only thing that i would say is with facebook is it's it's an echo chamber it's also dying but yeah yeah um, it's it, it's dying because it doesn't it doesn't follow the premise of the the modern social media platforms it's people follow you right and and yeah. that's it and we're not like they're rarely act they're rarely out there actively seeking new content so it's like like instagram tiktok they're out there seeking new content yep Facebook is like, okay, I'm going to make a post today and see who's going to comment the same fucking 50 people that like my post or whatever it might be. Well, yeah, because it's, it, it's it, like, it was supposed to be also, a, like, this is a tangent, sorry, but like, it was supposed to be a closed network anyways. Right. Like, Facebook was supposed to be a closed network. And that's ultimately, like, the hard part for them, the reality of Facebook, that's probably why they bought Instagram, is, like, that's what it's supposed to be, is, like, you and I are friends in real life, and so, like, we're going to be friends on the digital life. Right. You know? And, and that's, that's it. I don't want I don't want somebody else to be looking in on what I'm doing. Like, that's what... It, it's like a friend group kind of thing. Exactly. Whereas that, Instagram is like, check out this photo. I want more people to see this photo. Yep. If I'm being honest, I don't want more people to see my personal Facebook posts. Of course, yeah. You know? Like, that's for family. Like, at this point, how I view it is, like, that's, like... Where I post like, "Hey, happy 60th anniversary to my grandmother and Thousand grandfather." Percent. For, it's yeah. for birthdays only. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, he, it's true. Birthdays and then babies being born, and it shouldn't be used for anything else. Here's here's how I can sum up my my. I've had it. Okay, I want to check. If, if you guys, if there's anything that left after you pour out, I'll take some more too. I got you. Um, take it all. The uh, here here's how I can, I can sum up Facebook the way that I I view it in a nutshell is that. I use Facebook to um, keep in contact contact with family and to post about bar gigs. I use you know, it to uh, look uh, at cars that I can't buy. Yeah. So, but but do you know? <laughs> or but, yeah, marketplace is also it. like I use Facebook. Like marketplace, marketplace is, is great. great. But the yeah. reason why I use it to promote bar gigs is because that's how much Facebook I believe doesn't affect your brand, right? Like you will never see me post about a bar gig on Instagram. No, right? that's true. I, oh, true. I'm never going to post. I'm never gonna make a, a TikTok uh, video. Oh, is Billy not getting any more? Okay, yeah, I, I never it. had any of it. Oh, oh you did didn't you have not? any more? Oh, I'm fine. I was just gonna drink out of the bottle. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah! 
That's there for you right there. That's a good like small swig. That's a pretty good swig. Yeah. yeah. Take that governor off my guy. Yeah. Dive yeah. deep. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds really uh what's over fuck, I'm losing the word right now. I'm losing it, guys. Cool. Yeah, cool. Uh suggestive. That's what I was thinking of. Suggestive. suggestive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that if you're trying like if you're trying to build your brand, Instagram and uh t- TikTok are are your ways to do it. Now granted there are two uh good job, Bill. Congratulations. That, that couldn't be done. He's chugging. Uh, for those who are just listening, he's just chugging the Maker's Mark out of the bottle because he's a full bottle too. It's incredible. It's a full bottle. He's chugged the whole bottle. It's gross. Um, Sounds like my Tuesday night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're gonna die. Oh my god, that is the creepiest voice of all time. But yeah, anyways, it's- <laughs> fucking love it, dude. Yeah, it's and like, we're yeah. off at the 700 meter mark. Oh, Iron- fucking purple Iron- horses ahead now. Ironically, cool. it's just like when you want us to get back on track, you just show us a race track. Yeah, horses, I, and I love that idea. I just picked up on that actually. I like that. Um, so uh, I can't. You, I, I, I didn't you hear picked what you up. Said. You picked up on it after I said it out loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so did it make the sh- billboard? Real Sherlock Holmes. Oh, oh infinite, yeah. I don't know. It's on, it's on, it's built. Um, Oh, you're what gonna you you're gonna make Jay work so hard to find this little clip now to put at the end of it. We'll timestamp it. Eh, eh, no. Eh. What do you think? Oh man, wait. Are we saying timestamp is the question? No, or no, no. no okay. yeah, make our thumbs billboard. up or thumbs down if if the Ooh, Eminem yeah, song gets um, on. My personal bias in here is happening, which is again '90s nostalgia has somehow taken grip of me in the past few years, which is kind of terrifying. Getting older. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> when you hit, when years you, old. When you hit yeah. 30, then you're just like, oh, Bruce Springsteen makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. I, like the day I was 30, I was like, fuck yeah. Anything that he's ever written is amazing. Oh uh, my God. I saw the boss and I was fucking 11 years old and he crushed it back then too. And then the next year you were 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. I believe it. Um, For that reason and also the chorus, I would say like, yeah, like I hadn't heard the song before and like I would like to hear it again. Yeah. And that's... That's enough like, to make the billboard. Yeah, like I want to hear. Like I, again, like I'm a terrible music listener, terrible at it. I would definitely put it on my playlist personally. Dope. Okay, M- makes the playlist then. Yeah, two out of three. Numbers. Is it just ma- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I suggested the song, so obviously I want it to be on the playlist. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we we try and pick songs that we we actually like. Although sometimes, so it's funny Do because you think we're actually going to start B four on the internet now. So here's what's funny is that. It's true because we said shit about Tool and Dave Matthews. No, 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 no. This is what this is what I want to get at right now. Okay, is that for the long for the longest time, Billy has shat on my affinity for Dave Matthews. Right? So bad. Okay, <laughs> except that, and also Tool. I, did you know he was well, just here last week? Yeah, he was. I just told, here. Did you go? Yeah, he was. No, I didn't go. Why not? Yeah, yeah, I, tricks I, too. Woo. Yeah, he did. Because I fucking play gigs for a living and I miss concerts. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah, that's the reality. It was yeah. on a Monday and a Tuesday, so... Ooh! Uh, well, we do podcasts on Tuesdays. What about Mondays? Well, up in... Well, that's you know, Mondays day. are open. Mondays are open now. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> laundry day, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he's shat on my affinity for Dave Matthews and says that they're terrible, except What's that, affinity mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, Kentucky... Can you, can you look up the definition? definition? I just don't know affinity. what that's... So... The thing is, is that when when I suggested a Dave Matthews song one time, yeah. it got like the most views out of all of our videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other band that he hates that I suggested. I never said th- that I hated him. Having or showing a great lack of intelligence. Uh, no, stupid. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's great. That's, uh, that's Billy, right? 
I well, am, I just, am well, smart, though. It was before you asked that question. <laughs> oh, Jesus, guys. I'm falling off. I'm uh, losing it. Whatever, dude. You have an infinity for him. I have an it. infinity for him. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Uh, to digress, um, I would put it on my pod or my playlist in general. You yeah. Know? And so I think I, if I hadn't heard it and it's been out since, like, what, 95? You said 96? Like, 95, yeah. Barely, like, as old as I am, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Considering, especially, though, like, Music from like I, I know music from the fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties. Well, this like, this was not a hit record, right? This is before he got discovered. It was put out like the, the I only I don't think the full record is even is even on Spotify. Interesting. I think just the song is on Spotify, which oh, okay. is weird. Yeah, I didn't even think about that because I just searched the song itself. Yeah. Does he not have the masters or something? No, he. Matt, it was it was made like an, I'm pretty sure in like a low budget studio. Right. Like it's just yeah. like the, the, so he had the Infinite LP, and then he had the Infinite EP, which had like like different songs on it. And there's some really, it's just it's it's just crazy because like, I I'm a big Eminem fan. I think he's one of the greatest of all time. To yeah. be honest with you, I like with you on that. And like just to hear, just just to see that it's like, okay. Well, he was doing this thing before, and he got discovered, and it's like they found the shtick, and then oh, you hear yeah. the Slim Shady LP, and it's like okay, like hey kids, you like violence? You want to see me stick nine inch nails each one of my eyelids? It's like it's just it's shock value, and it's good. No, you're like I love that record. Mm-hmm. I love the Marshall Mathers LP, and then the Eminem show at that point that was like 2003. He got linked up with like G Unit and those guys, and he got like, Eminem show was like way more gangster like it was all it was like gangster rap basically mm-hmm. which is hilarious because he never did that before did he write eight mile or yeah. did someone he wrote it yeah. like start, I, i'm like i like that movie's good i like that it's a movie. good movie and, and the fucking songs are so good there's a lot of weird Lose things yourself. that happen in that movie that i'm like oh that's stupid but then i go that probably happened uh, yeah. <laughs> like that like his like his friend shooting his oh, dick off yeah or whatever he yeah. didn't actually shoot his head but that's like did that act, that probably happened? Have you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah. Trying to act tough and shoot yourself in the leg. But have you have you heard the lyrics to "Lose Yourself"? Yeah, I, does Mom Spaghetti? Yeah. N- no, 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 bro. That I'm, that's a song, though, right? Yeah, it's a song. Yeah, like, of course I've heard that song. But no, no, I'm saying that. Have you really listened to the lyrics? So the second verse, it's like it's fucking it, like the shit that he says is just like it's wild, bro. Like, yeah. How do you put these words together? Like these concepts. I would have that song on the on my playlist, yeah. I just don't like this song very much. Or the eight mile song. The song just eight mile, another one's like four verses I'm, and he just crushes it. I'm very curious though. So like I'm like the chorus to me yeah. was like emotive. Did you get that at all or no? Emotive? Yeah, like it, made, it made, means. like it made me feel like a swell like in my stomach. Oh like, no, I didn't I didn't feel anything. No. I'd be, be honest. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, just, Billy likes LCD sound system and Gary LCD Newman, and that's system. it. Yeah, I love Gary Newman. <laughs> that's it. Just that. That's just not that. true. <laughs> Sorry, Disco Biscuits. He likes them, too. I love Disco Biscuits. Yeah, and I, like that might be... Like, happy and, fun and honestly, time music. Like, yeah. Here, I, like, I like feeling happy. Well, I was going to say, like, here's the thing. If you'd have probably chosen, like, there's, there's probably, like, 15, 20 different Eminem songs that, like, would not have done that for me, and I would have said no to. It's surely the fact that that chord progression was, like, that cinematic emotive like dark thing like I don't that like, i don't like the bell either. that's my shit like, yeah. like yeah. I, I like being sad a little bit like yeah. the, like that's my vibe like yeah. i'm depressing like if you listen to my music i'm depressing as shit yeah I'm, like, I'm not upset about it i'm not gonna try to be like i need to be happy like i'm yeah. just like i'm content with like that's, that's what i'm into that, i'm upbeat and so is my music well, yeah so like but, that makes total sense now though, like why you said no no like, that makes total sense here no, in my car, i'm about to fucking i'm about to do it uh, that's a 
banger. About to do a deep dive on Billy's psychology here. <laughs> I'm gonna, in for it's, it. It's gonna fucking hit him. Are you ready for it? Here we go. When, like, like people that like various styles of music, yeah, like to just feel emotions, and music helps them feel the emotions. Yeah, Billy likes one style of music that's uh-huh. just happy and go lucky because he's trying to avoid all the other emotions. Don't want to yeah. think about it. Don't want to think about it. Anything so just else. Four on the floor, synthesizers, fucking major chords, go. Nothing's Diatonic. wrong in your life. Be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, that, that, could be, that could be a Billy song right there. That, that, that's it. Nothing's and, wrong in your life. Be and, happy. And then, but like people that actually want to just live in their, in their moment and, and experience their thing, like they like to listen to anything hey. that's gonna kind of elevate that for them. Hey, ask me, ask me what my favorite genre of music is. What's your favorite genre of music? What is Denial. It? That's not even a genre of music. That's what the whole point that you were trying to make. That I'm like super, super. I'm trying not to feel sad <laughs> because like every waking moment is just like my eyes burn with these tears, and I'm just yeah. like emo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, mm. you're just you're, you're just an emo kid. Purple Rain's pretty sad. Hiding in a, in a, in a, <laughs> in, a, in a fantasy happy land mm. is what's happening right now. It's a yeah. denial, yeah, for sure. It's a denial. Controversy yeah. also Prince has now. A, is, has, was that has, a Prince record or do you use like controversy? Con- the song itself. Yeah, I love that song. But like, do you do you do you believe in God? I'm like, Phew. do you believe in me? I'm like, I don't know, man. Controversy, yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, <laughs> his first two records were way better, though, right? Disagree. <laughs> have you heard? Have you heard his self-titled record? It came out in '78. It's just called Prince. I don't think so. It, no. It opens up with just like this beautiful acapella thing. It's just like the crazy harmonies, and then it goes into like this fucking dope Stevie Wonder style kind of like yeah. arrangement synthesizers and shit. Thank and God for the '80s. It's though. fucking badass. And then all of a sudden, the fucking '80s roll around, and he's just like. Four on the floor, 1999, just the same. Fu- nothing changes for 10 minutes. What are we doing here, that guys? This song is so good. It's good for the first two minutes. It's good for every And then it just minute. never changes. It I never wish, go- it, I it's, wish it, it's, it never it's to your point. Yeah, it yeah. never goes anywhere. It just sits there. It does this, and somehow you're like, man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go. But then they're like, uh, we, we, can't, we can't do that. What's this? What's this? Land the plane. You, you know what it's, it's like. It's always peaking. You, you, I love. You it. know what it's like. It's like it's doing, shot through the heart yeah, the entire like, way. It's, it's like it's. I'm pretty sure it's Bon Jovi. Yeah, it's it's that's like what I mean. it's like doing cocaine for the fifth time of the night. Yeah, it just doesn't go anywhere it's anymore. An endless, <laughs> it's, it's an endless. It's an endless bag. Is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're expecting some kind of reaction, and like, man, your dopamine is just already like tilted this way. It's, and it's gone, like, coming back. We're fucking yeah. over it, bro. If I gotta We're fucking dope. listen, if I gotta play that song one more fucking time in my life, <laughs> are you kidding me? For fuck's sakes, 1999. Yeah. Wait, you, you never played that song. I play that song play that many song? times. I don't, not in our set, but I've played it many times. Yeah. I love that song. And everybody the, loves that song. The thing is, it's 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 a really cool guitar part because like if you can really, the thing with 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 Prince that he was able to do is like feel time. In this way, that's so unique. That was Morris Day. Prince played guitar, man. What? Anyways, no, I'm saying uh, Morris Day in the time. Okay, it was a joke that went over your head, <laughs> way over my head. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, intelligence. Anyways, intelligence. Uh, Prince had this way of feeling time. It's like, it's like he was so on top of the beat, mm-hmm. um, to to a point where it's like, like I don't know how to describe it, man. Like, like nobody else really cop that funk feel the way that he did. And it's almost impossible to cop to cop. No, I definitely yeah, like thought uh, like that's a weird thing. Like that 
that groove that uh, happens with vocalists, especially. Yeah. Like, vocals are a hard thing to groove with. Yeah. And as a vocalist, it's like you like it's 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 hard to like be on time, but also like not like be on be off time in the right kind of a way. You want it to feel like you want to have like a flow to it, you yep. know. And it's hard to like create that kind of that that that, that ebb and flow. Well, especially because it's like then the the other added part is like lyricism and like meaning of lyrics too. Because right. again, going back to your point, it's like I don't want to just be like making like half-ass lyrics that are just sound good. It's like you kind of want it to have a meaning to some degree, totally. right? But then it's like, okay, a meaning of the song, the words that rhyme and feel like lyrics, and then also the delivery of those lyrics. Exactly. Because like if it doesn't have a good rhythm to it, then like it's poetry, right? Right. Like Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So well, totally fine. Obviously. Bob Dylan, fucking Bruce Springsteen, these <laughs> yeah. guys are just like even as it's much as I love Paul, Paul Simon, you know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah, totally good. Yeah. Love it. However, like to get that like funky, vibey, groovy feel, it's like you have to consider all three categories at once. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, that's a different game. And 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 bro, like the like listen to that that, that guitar part in 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 nineteen ninety nine. This is why I will say it's boom 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 the way he's like so perfectly on top of yeah. it, and also like the, like the, like like that that fucking hand motion. It's it's like. Like it's it's so he he doesn't miss it, mm-hmm. not one time does he miss it. Like to, to like cop that part, it's actually really deceivingly hard. Um, but when you play it for ten minutes straight, it's like we're done here. Like <laughs> we're good. We can move on now. No, We've feel, experienced I, the moment. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. Yeah, you know? it's just like it was a good thing for two minutes, and like the the mentality was like if it's good for two minutes, and maybe five, yeah. eight. Hey, when we're when we're all doing blow on the, on the dance floor at Studio Fifty Four in nineteen fucking eighty five, then it's great. But like, yeah. you know, whatever. I think I, it was nineteen ninety nine. Okay. <laughs> um, on that note, we should get to unpopular opinions. We should, yeah. Yeah. I feel kind of bad because we didn't talk about like your studio <laughs> very much at oh, all. Man. Uh, all we did was talk about music. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're fucking here doing it at the studio, which is a gorgeous studio. Oh, yeah, thanks. And uh, we're going to do this here every Tuesday for every free. Every Tuesday for free um, for $10,000 an episode. $10,000 an episode and exposure points. Exposure and, points. Um, and so... Balance out to zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with our social media numbers. Yeah, I've, seen, I've, I've seen the data. I have seen the data. You yeah. go on YouTube. We're a household yeah. name. I have the facts. You have the facts. And I'm ready now. Um, but, uh, so unpopular opinions, what you got, Bill? Oh man, sorry. I, I just kind of forgot it. Give me a second. Oh, for fuck. You don't write them down anymore? I used to, but I used to write them down on my phone. Where's your phone at? Oh, it's recording. Hey everybody. Right. So you yeah. go first. Oh, I'll go Unless first. you're just like crazy good. No, I got it. Uh, oh, Dustin Monk is calling me. Should I answer it? No. Yeah, put him on. On air podcast. And I'll think of what I- Dustin Monk. Monk. I'm doing a podcast right now. What's up with you, speaker, bro? No, no, it's okay. You're 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 on the uh, you're on the podcast right now. Oh, what's up, everybody? Hey, Dustin. <laughs> I'm <laughs> What's up, bro? How you doing? <laughs> Yo, um, I'm good, man. I just literally just got home from work. I just worked like a 12 hour day. Um, Bummer. Call me whenever you have a minute. I was gonna holler at you some stuff uh, about some stuff with the show. Whenever you just whenever you got a minute to talk. All right, word. I'll hit you up when I get out of here. All right, good luck. Bye, Dustin. Bye. Thanks, man. Bye. Dustin. Peace. And that was Dustin. Dustin Monk in the hustle. Calling in from West Virginia. Calling in from West Virginia. (laughs) Anyways. 
I saw him do that on a podcast recently. I thought it was dope as fuck, so I want to do it. Um, Are you talking about the two birds from a cave? Where yeah, it's a great podcast. Yeah, it's a great podcast. His wife calls in and says, "Well, your daughter got kicked out of school for gambling." <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so funny. And then, like right before it, it was like perfect time because all he was doing was talking about how much he loves his wife and his his daughter and his two daughters and stuff. Oh no. Um, oh, no. uh, all right, so um, here's my unpopular opinion, and this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, just kind of reiterating. Um, I think people conflate selling out with buying in. You fucking people yuppie conf- piece of shit. People conflate <laughs> selling out with buying in. Yeah. If I, remember, like, if I remember right, I'm being transparent here, conflating means to like merge in a sense, right? Yeah, like, you, like to, yeah, to, 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 like the, it means like the same thing, basically. Yeah. People, people put that on it when it's a different thing altogether. Hey, there we go. Check it out. What do we got here? Conflate. Yeah, yeah. To combine. all right, cool. We're good. We'll learn a lot of words today. On the same page, <laughs> love it. It's like Sesame Street. Hey, oh you, you forget them too. I mean, like we use like what five hundred words on average a day, or a thousand words on average a day. I use a lot most. of words a day. You should hear my so, songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, real wordy. Five hundred. Five hundred. I sure. probably use like five hundred in one song. Um, I I one hundred percent agree with that. I think like the idea of selling out is like a nihilistic approach to uh, dismissing your own iniquities. Yeah, totally. Uh, not to say that you can't sell out because there is that barrier that we cross. You know what right. I mean? But there's a difference between buying in and selling out. Selling out would be the distinction that I make is that if you're doing something for the sake of fame, purely that, that is selling out. That's selling out, yeah. If you're if you're talking about an experience that you haven't experienced before or you're trying to put across a brand that, that that you don't embody just for the sake of being famous, that is selling out. Um, now, playing the game to achieve certain financial goals is a different thing. Yeah, I, right. I think when it comes to money, changes immediately. A hundred percent, but yeah. I don't believe, I think there's a certain kind of narcissist out there, especially in the entertainment industry, that will do things just for attention. It doesn't matter. And obviously, with the fame comes the money. So that's just a, that's just a thing that happens with it, right? Yeah. So so and it's easy to say, well, you know, the money, the money, the money. It's like no, no, no. I can tell based on how you based on how you approached this thing that you wanted the fame, and the money was just something that came with it. Oh, I mean, like you can see that when like I follow people on social media that I've met on like doing runs for shows or whatever. I always hate, so I, I always hate saying tours because I'm just like, I don't know. Like if it's only like, if, it, if it's less than like 15 dates, I don't know if it's a tour. Ooh, that's a me. great unpopular opinion. I would oh, get, shit. That wasn't supposed no, to I be. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, <laughs> I, just I, remember I, that one. I, I would be a little bit more generous. I would say if, if you're out for a week, you know, that that's a tour. But Se- if you're out for in, four days, ugh. yeah, seven days, yeah, se- like seven like days. Like literal seven like days. Like literal seven If you're out How many there, shows? We talking seven, seven shows? shows? yeah. Okay, yep. And, and like All we're right. talking like spread spread out over the course, you know, whatever, like 500 miles or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're hitting like the whole southeast over seven right. days. Yeah, yeah. stipulation that's a tour. tour is. No, but like, like if you're doing a four day run through your what state, if, where this is not a tour. It's not a tour. You're, you're doing your weekend warrior, which yeah. is totally a vibe. I get it. I love it. Makes Care more fun. Uh, I, so the weekend warrior thing, I, I'll, I'll, I want to push back against a little bit <laughs> because I think that it does for bands that aren't, that don't have support, like financial support. I think it just makes more financial sense to do it that way. Yeah, exactly. Four day runs hitting big markets in your yep. area, you know, as opposed to like 
going out for two weeks with no financial backing and trying to sell tickets in cities you never played before. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. No, you totally. Know? Yeah. Um, especially these days, like those days of like just hitting the road and just building your brand, like that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So, um, I think that that, that is a, that is a viable model. However, um, I wouldn't call it a tour. I though. wouldn't call it a tour. Yeah. And like at, at this point, like that's why I'm like very cautious of that to me personally. But anyways, I, play with a lot of people in other states and then I still follow them. That's what you do when you go to shows, right? You're like, you're like oh, I'll do what's exchange socials. Let's totally. check it out. And you're like, it, you're networking, right? That's totally. Sort of the whole point of it. You know, you got to like network the, to get work. Yeah, you got to network to get work. Uh, That's right. Yeah. It's a good fucking yeah, we're line, gonna, bro. You network that. to get work. Um, yeah. yeah, and so... But like I follow them and I'm like, oh, you're doing this because like you're hoping that like some company's gonna grab this. Like I can tell that's what you're doing. Right. And it's upsetting. So I'm like, I know you're a good musician. Like I played a show with you. Like play a chorus of your song and post that on social media and it'll do well. Yeah. Don't do like the trendy thing that you're like, I'm trying I'm trying to get the attention of somebody that has money. Right. And that to me is just like it's it's like panhandling almost in like a weird abstract way well you see this a lot in in the uh in the comedy uh scene right so you, you have like the new york comics versus like the la comics and this is a you know west coast east coast thing without the guns and stuff right but like the difference being that like you see the new york comics like people like david tell right or jeffrey ross mm, yeah. people that are just like we're comedian we're stand-up comics like this yeah. is what we do yeah. we're just like this is how we make our living uh then you have the la comics and you watch their show, their stand-up specials and stuff, and it's like they're doing characters. You they're know trying I mean? to get a gig. They're trying to get a gig. They're trying to get a TV show. They're trying yep. to get in a movie. They're, yep. like, like they're working yeah. on characters to sell, to pitch to a show, whatever it might be. Like, but it, and it's granted, some of it, a lot of it, like I love LA comics. I love New York comics. But the, the difference being is like we're, New York, we're doing comedy for the sake of, the art of stand-up comedy. That's what we're good at. Yeah, exactly. We know that. And, and like, they just, like, that's their thing. And a lot of those guys are poor, they're miserable, they're whatever. Yeah. But, like, we're doing, this is for the, the art of stand-up comedy. The L.A., a lot of the L.A. crowd is like, oh, yeah, I have this character that I can do. I, I'll do this accent. It's a tool. You know, it's a tool. Like, yeah. uh, Eliza Schlesinger, I love her. I think she's hilarious, right? But she she did a stand-up, she, her lot, or one that came out a few years back. And, uh, She's doing like this, like this character thing. And all of a sudden, like, she's like, she's not blinking for like two minutes or whatever. Right. And then she mentions the fact that she, she hasn't like blinked her eyes in two minutes. She's like, you guys see this? That's fucking like commitment to my character. I'm like, okay, it's funny, but like, you just reveal what you're trying to do. Oh yeah, you're right. It's like that. Obviously yeah. that's a, that's a very attractive trait as an actor to be able to commit to a character like that. And you know the agents and people like that yeah. are watching that. are like, oh, she hasn't blinked her eyes in two minutes. She's really committing to this character. She's She'd be great for this role, actually. Yeah. Do you, you ever know? see like when uh, people in uh, New York, like at the Comedy Cellar, they'll, they'll try to do that where uh, they, they do like the L.A. bit or whatever, and it's just like real chuggy and stuff. You're like, ah, oh, I just don't it just like it. It doesn't work there. It's mm. a different world, man. Yeah. New York is like the fucking blue collar. What, like, a, what, a, what, well, happened? what happened there, bud? Well, what? to make your point, Anton, <laughs> uh, Schlesinger has five specials and six series appearances, so you can tell which one they're really trying to gun for. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. What do you yeah. mean? Uh, this is Eliza Schlesinger's page, or however the hell you say it. Uh, yeah, so. Five stand-up specials yeah. and six series appearances, so you can see which one they're really, really gunning for, you know? Well, no, it's not which one they're gunning for, it's just what opportunities work out for them. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, well, let's see. Actually, uh, like, look at the timelines too here. So, 2013, 2015. And look at her. Look at her film appearances, though. You know what I mean? Like, she's done a lot of films, also. And the thing is, it's yeah, it was on your side that the the, the yeah. act is to lead into. The, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, you, that's I, what we were. I thought, yeah. No, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, sorry. I, I thought you were saying that she's done more stand-up specials than. than oh no, like, no, no, yeah, like, like no, like yeah. the whole point is like that's her stand-up specials to her. I'm, I'm not going to put words in her mouth or ideas. It's her elevator or pitch. Yeah, like it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a stepping stone. And look at fucking David Tell's record. <laughs> that dude's barely got. He might have a couple stand-up specials. That dude's just out there just trying to be fucking His funny. His Insomniac show was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he's a fucking... That guy is one of the best comedians of all time. Yeah, he's yeah, really funny. Lex was crazy. Yeah, so good. Look at the... Okay, well, you know, he's been around a long time. He's got some films. Uh, he's also in New York. That's going to happen, too. You know? <laughs> Whatever, bro. He's from New York. Yeah, I love how we. Yes, that's what I'm talking. Commit to the silence, guys. Uh, if you're an agent that's looking to book me for a movie, hey! uh, by the way, you saw how we committed She's to that so silence. We committed boy. to silence. We committed to silence. We are great actors. We're fucking phenomenal. Fantastic what's, actors. What's hilarious to me is like, is that is that you just been watching it the whole time back there? The just whole, like the whole trying two hours. They, yeah, they spent two thousand dollars back there. Yeah, yeah. and this, what's even better is it's logged into Billy's account. <laughs> My, I don't have an account. You do now. Oh, <laughs> your credit card info is saved. It's tight. This uh, win some money. This podcast bucks on the derby. This podcast crashed like an hour and a half ago. They're just watching <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> race. Doubt it. We wanted you guys to have a good time. Who made yeah. the billboard again? I forgot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it didn't make it. Right. I, I remember mine. What is it? It's a lot less uh, controversial. Uh, possums are the cutest animal. They're the cutest animal. I think they're adorable. Okay. Are they are they just adorable or are they the cutest animal? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that I think that they're the cutest animal. Um, mm, okay. Uh, for, first thing, I I I'm gonna acknowledge a point to you, like like to you. Look at them. They're adorable. also the only marsupial in America, which yeah. is kind of crazy, right? Not anymore. They they released a bunch of fucking uh, kangaroos out somewhere oh, out, like west God. or something. Dang it. Oh, oh, LA, <laughs> LA, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to get they're trying to get a big movie. But he means yeah. naturally. Well, they're trying to get the population down in LA, so just releasing kangaroos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna knock people what's out. What's so weird that you said that is like I was trying to think of what it was, and, and in my brain, literally, like just three seconds went Donald Trump, kangaroos. Oh, possums. That's what it was. What? Weird. Yeah, I know. I, I don't get the connection at all. There's nothing. You know, I, I have no idea. Here's it's impressive. What, when my, uh, so weird. My girlfriend uh, is very ADD. But oh, here we she, go. But she has a way of, like, when she, like, does random things, like, she says random, she will take the time to explain yeah. how she got there. It's crazy. And she, and, and it, and it, when she explains it, I'm like, okay, I see how you got there. You didn't give us that. <laughs> no. It's, it's like just a hamster wheel just going whatever <laughs> it wants up there at all times. I know I have ADHD. No, no, but you have, like, a, like, it's a, it's a wild form where you can't even explain how you got to that thought process. I don't know how I got here. It's a <laughs> um, convoy. It's it's like it's like ADHD. It's like people ha like their thought process just moves so fucking quick. It's, it's annoying. But you can explain yeah. how at least got there. You can't even do that. No, you're just like, oh, Donald Trump kangaroos. We're here. Yeah, hundred percent. Dope. Well, I do love. I think um, possums are very cute. Yeah, me too. Uh, they're not the cutest though. What's what's more cute I than mean, a possum? Just any puppy. 
Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Actually, they Any are kitten, pretty cute, though. Kittens are, yeah, um, they are cute. I'll okay. that, but, but I, was, I had a, I had a word in an unpopular opinion. Uh, it's unpopular to say they're cute. People hate them. You know what's even cuter, actually? Me? Thank you, baby goats. I've been waiting for you to acknowledge <laughs> my attractiveness oh, for man. a long time. Yeah, that's pretty cute too. Baby sloths. Yeah, baby sloths. Oh, Dan, that's his baby. Sloth. That's oh, adorable. Pull, you should pull up a, a video of a python eating one of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm on it. Holy yeah. fuck, man! I'm just saying. <laughs> don't do that. I don't want to. Yeah. What, well, let's see it. Why let's not? Let's see yeah. why we're here, right? We're at the well, while we're at the bottom of the bill. Yeah, like this is the bottom of the. Now that's ethics. just baby sloths <laughs> yeah, exactly. eating, eating stuff. Don't they only eat eucalyptus? No, that's no, a that's koala, koala bear. What's the difference? They're, oh, a lot. Yeah, well, it's a whole different species of animal. Different continent. Anyways, yeah. I just think possums are really cute. Okay, that's it's still unpopular. Yeah, you know what? I'll stick no, by that. I, I don't mean, think it's the cutest animal. Uh, so I would. Probably say like a baby possum. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's go with that. That's a vibe. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had the deal with an adult possum before, personally? Oh yeah, yeah the ghost of Gilmore Street. I thought for sure my house is haunted, and it was just the biggest <laughs> fucking possum you've ever seen in the middle of the night, just yeah. walking around, not it's, giving yeah. a fuck that anything else existed. I but mean, like, here's the thing though. Like, I don't dislike adult possums. Yeah. I respect them. Yeah. Like they're. Their creature, like they got that powerful tail that's just like erect at all, all times. I've had it. nightmares about those tails. Those, the, those tails are fully erect. It's not even joking. Um, that's weird. I was going to say, though, if I could, I would have a possum as a pet for sure. I dated a chick that had a skunk as a pet. You can get skunks. You? Yeah. yeah. You, get their, she, you get their anal glands yeah, removed. The, yeah. yeah. Really? But here's what I'll say, man. They can't spray you. It doesn't matter. They don't need to. Those things are fucking strong. Strong. That is a ball. That's just that's just a fucking like a piece ball of, of matter. No, no, not even odor. Just 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 muscle. It's just really? it's just solid mass. And their makes claws, the whole like the whole date rape Pepe Le Pew thing even creepier. Yeah, I mean that cat oh. had no chance. Oh man. Oh no. <laughs> 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 oh no. Bro. Um, God, that's so fucked up, bro. The the claws, no the claws on this thing. First off, like insanely sharp. This is a domestic, not not domesticated. It lived in a cage in her backyard, but it was, but like the claws, yeah. so sharp and like the nails were so dense. Look up possums as pets. That'd be nice. I just want to see. And just he's firm, trying to reinforce his unpopular. A opinion. firm. Body of matter there, I will say. I just really, I was very taken back by how, dense. yeah, how dense. I've never the skunk seen a skunk was. before. You're not missing much, but that's. Oh, look at that guy! I want to see pictures. <laughs> a skunk, oh, you. a skunk will doing? fuck you up though. Without without odor, I swear to God. Really? Look! Look oh, at look at that guy hanging out with that lady. Look at that face. That's a horse girl for sure. It's a, giant, uh, it's a giant rat. It is. I mean, oh they are no! Who gives? Oh, who cares no. about a possum? For those who are just listening, we're watching a possum. That's a no, family they're, they're, they're pet on a, on a fucking wheelchair right now. Yeah, who cares wheelchair. about a possum that much? Are they that sentient you, that they have that much they're of a personality? That rich. They're that, yeah. <laughs> Did you know the fucking starving kids in Africa? You bought your fucking possum a wheelchair. All possums Fuck do you. all day is just eat ticks and, and get stuff. hit by cars. Hey, the they're poor dumb. You always have with <laughs> so you. Cute. He's got him in a little. Oh, oh that's adorable. He's ready for bed. Anyways, possums are cute. They are cute. No one here disagrees with that. Anyways. What about you, tough guy? What's your unpopular opinion? Uh, okay, so fun fact: I think I misread the first text. I thought you said to have like two—one that was lighthearted, one give that was soft. Give us two of them. Yeah, give us two. It's your place. You—you're basically 
for this is my this podcast. podcast. Yeah, this is your, your podcast, podcast now. Yeah, yeah you welcome should... to my podcast. You guys have been great guests. Oh, by the thank way. you so yeah. much. Yeah. I'm really happy to continue on the brand. Of... Uh, <laughs> yo, we're we're stoked that you're doing it. Yeah, like I think I it's even, the right move I for you doing, guys. You're doing a great thing for Jacksonville. Yeah. I just want you to know. <laughs> I want you to say that you're doing a great thing for our scene and that you should be held at the highest regard. Yeah. I'm doing a great thing <laughs> for the city of Jacksonville. You know, that was the least uh, um, convincing that voice has been all, all night. Yeah, you're not wrong, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't there. I was I was trying to do it too much, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah. you didn't commit to the part. I think that every manager and agent that's watching this with your elevator pitch you just gave I'm right done. there, you're I'm done. done. You're, yeah. you're, you're nothing in this town. I'm, I'm the, ruined. The apex of entertainment in America, Jacksonville, you're nothing here anymore. This drum kit is for sale. Yeah, and he's got to pay. His, I need money. He's got to pay his sixteen thousand dollars a month rent. This it place. is sixteen thousand dollars a month rent. This place, actually, yeah. believe it or not. Well, yeah. it looks really nice. Though. Yeah, it, it sure does. I mean, like you know, the paint cost me four dollars because I spent you know twenty thousand dollars to you know pay rent just for, to exist in the, in the building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when I walk in every day, I put hundred dollars onto the you know. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I did come up with two. I was like, okay, yeah, like so lighthearted in a like serious, which again, went through the text. You never said that. Yeah, I didn't say you that. You never said that. I didn't. I'm reverse gaslighting you here. It's like, okay. I can confirm <laughs> you. I, you know what? I just want to take the time to acknowledge and appreciate that you're doing that for me. Thank oh, you. yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm really, I'm Gen Zing it up right now. That's right. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I appreciate you acknowledging and appreciating what I'm let's, doing for you. Let's spend another hours appreciating and acknowledging each other before yeah. we get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> People still care about that, right? Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So my lighthearted one was um, I personally enjoy making my homemade ice cream more than actual ice cream, which is just sour cream, uh, stevia, sour? and chocolate powder. What are you Sour fucking, cream? Are you fucking Michael Scott from The Office? What are we doing here? <laughs> this is true, by the way. What like, was this it? is not a big joke. Sour cream is... Uh, you know like, what I do? I'm going to give you my roadmap. Splenda and what? I'm at Publix, right? Yeah. I go to the like dairy section. I'm like, ooh, they got the nice sour cream on sale. Pop a little quart of that down. Is it oh a quart? God. Half quart? I'm not sure. Could Pint, you maybe? Could you sound a little older, by the way? <laughs> just just sound like you're 80 right now. How about that? I hate so sour cream. I'm just going to kind of get this <laughs> up the shelf. The best sour cream <laughs> is on sale right now? Or what is it? Sour cream, right? Yeah. The best sour cream is on Continue. Sorry. Didn't mean yeah. That. No, you're like, you're not wrong, though. This is old man shit. I yeah. acknowledge it. I'm going to take this. I'm going to acknowledge that you... <laughs> Let's do that again. Did you head to the to the Nest Quick section next to get your powdered oh, no, uh, this chocolate? Is, this is... Uh, oh, what's that uh, chocolate brand called? The Is it Gilly... I can't say it. It starts with a G. It's oh, like man. the fancy chocolates and like inside oh, of the small wrappers. Godiva? I don't know. Godiva. Gilladeli. Gilladeli. What'd you say? I can't pronounce Ghirardelli. it. Just a powdered version just, of that? Yeah, like like pure cacao, right? Didn't ew, no sugar? Sour cream is here, right? Just pure sour cacao. cream is here. Drop that in there. And then I take either like monk fruit or stevia. Sprinkle that puppy in there. What's monk fruit? And it's a type of sweetener you can Googling get. It. It's very similar to like stevia. Um it's so a, just basically I'm just hearing not it's sugar. A, it's a non caloric sweetener. Mm. Is that a good way to put it? So, like, well, it sounds awful, but yeah, it explains it. I um, only drink aspartame. Oh god, I would never <laughs> I'm touch not that. Lying. Yeah. Um so stevia and and uh Jeez, why'd you get that in my brain? Aspartame, that cancer stuff? That's ridiculous. He, it only he, causes cancer he, in rats. He just drinks DMD and eats M&M's. That's his diet, literally. Uh, peanut M&M's? Diet Mountain Dew is DMD, by the way. But anyways, I would just simply like take those ingredients, mix them together, and then put it in my freezer for like 30 minutes, and then pull it out. And it's 
delicious. Really? I don't believe Sour you. cream? Ugh. Sour cream pound cake. You ever had it? Sour cream pound cake. No. No. You never had that? What? Where okay, are you mind. from? Like fucking like Pennsylvania Literally. in the middle of no, like you're an Amish community or something. <laughs> you ever had like fucking a, sour cream pound cake before? That's a that's a Wisconsin thing, I'm sure. Uh, that doesn't make. Oh, they're, they're like cheese curd. They, they like cheese over there. They're yeah, cheese curd. Cheese? They're, they're cheese curd. Waxy or fried, either one. Cream. No, it's not. Okay. Cheese is made out of cream. I thought uh, it was like rotten. Uh, well, no, you could argue. Well, I mean, like all cream. Well, all cheese probably comes from cream. All cream comes from milk at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think it's like a subset that kind of travels so down. So, it's like a chicken or the egg kind of situation. That's disgusting, uh, Chicken or the egg would kind of... Yeah, no, nah, I'm just being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, you're saying I'm correct on yes, this point, Yes, right? it's like chicken or egg kind of thing. I got yeah, it. Like, uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I know what's going on, yeah. okay? Oh, I know man. what's happening. Uh, Carrie um, made fun of me so hard. Uh, I said, uh, kitchen, is it, uh, you know, it's a kitchen or egg situation. Oh, that's okay. tight. A kitchen or egg situation. Um, kitchen and the egg. But I don't know. Like it's honestly like I enjoy it. It's not super sweet, but like it's creamy and it tastes good. And like if you if you leave it in the freezer, it's garbage, straight up. Oh, like, that only then. It's terrible. Yeah. No, but like honestly, besides that, like you taste it. And like I've had multiple friends taste it that aren't into like I'm also kind of into healthier things. I don't like I I don't look it, but like I also run and exercise a decent amount. You look, you look like you're in shape. Okay, yeah, I want to like pop this pop this puppy off. Do it, no. bro. I mean, don't. Uh, as my girlfriend can't watch, but oh, yeah, so <laughs> turn away. No, uh, but like I'm definitely no like nowhere near where I should be. But anyways, but like I try to eat Have relatively you seen Billy? healthy. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, couldn't help myself. Sorry. <laughs> um, woo, <laughs> that's funny. Welcome, to bottom um, of the bill. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, it's, I enjoy it personally. Okay. Well, and fucking, I want you to try it. Yeah. It's fucking it's weird. Cheap. Hey, it's I will, fucking weird. I will try it. If it's cheap. It's a cheap experiment. Uh, next Tuesday you make some for us. We'll be back. Ooh, yeah. yeah. You know what? I'll do a delivery. There we go. No yeah. problem doing no, that. Fuck. Yeah. We get fucking free studio space Mix and free and free. I don't even know what you call yeah, it. Yeah. What do you call free it? Free Amish ice cream. Uh, okay. So the original name is actually keto ice cream. It was made by Dom Diagostino, who's like the leading keto doctor that like initiated the program for, I think the Navy SEALs, maybe something like that. Oh, wow. Or it was utilized by the Navy SEALs and he kind of like cultured it into being something that it like it is now. Um, but anyways, so that's my lighthearted, unpopular opinion. So would you argue that the lifestyle of a Navy steel is a, a seal is one that anybody would want to be like partake in? Actually, you know, it's funny. The only reason, only reason why they use it is they have like the device is called a rebreather for like long term scuba, di- scuba diving missions. And so they like rebreathe their own air. So there's no bubbles up top. The problem is when you do that, some people have seizures from it. Yeah. It's seizures underwater. Carbon, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. you're breathing in too much carbon dioxide. If you're on a ketogenic diet, it doesn't happen. Really? So like SEAL teams, especially that are ones that do like long-term scuba diving missions, it's required to be on like a ketogenic diet so you don't have a seizure underwater and die. So you're saying that bread is a cause of global warming. Yes, that's actually a... I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's why I do what I do, honestly. Uh, yeah. I know what. Just more power to you, man. Yeah. So what's? I, I thought it came from methane from cows is where you get sour cream from, right? That's right. Yeah, you actually milk the cows from their... Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what's yeah. your what's what's your what's your more your heavy uh, my actual one? Yeah. Um, and I hope this does not catch any flack. If it does, I'm more than happy to have conversations. And in we person. will take the views, honestly. 
Yeah, like we'll we'll have a discussion. Um, I think that number one, uh, people that say DIY don't realize that everything is DIY. And number two, I think the DIY community does more harm than good for the actual up and coming musicians. Interesting. I would love to hear your perspective on yeah, that. Yeah, I bet you would. Um, yeah. So I feel like I'm speaking specifically of the culture that has developed in probably the past 10 years around yeah. DIY. I have a hard time with. Okay. I will acknowledge. I will acknowledge. And the Gen you, Z when vibe. When did you start doing it? Like, yeah. Within 10 years? Or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm speaking of like DIY shows, like house show vibes, like you should go. Promoters. You should go to our YouTube page, Chris, and see what the header says. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Um, I just feel like... <laughs> For me personally, like what I experienced is like I looked at that community from afar because like I started, you could argue DIY. I recorded my first record in my closet. That's how I learned how to do Pro Tools and how I got the studio mm-hmm. was by myself, just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's DIY. Would you agree? It's DIY. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent DIY. I'm yeah. here now. I never went to school for this, and I'm doing this now. That's how it happened. It's yeah. DIY, right? Yeah. Okay. I see. Then the culture about like five years later of what is being classified as DIY. And so I go, hey, I'm DIY too. I want to be in that community. I also will preface this by saying I'm speaking more specifically to the Jacksonville, Florida DIY community that Uh, I'm experiencing. Jacksonville, Florida, representative of the entire United States and the world. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So like, again, this is anecdotal. Yeah. Like this is my experience with it. Okay. Um, It, I will say I've had a couple of other experiences in like places like Kansas City that have been great to me in the DIY community, places in Iowa City that have been garbage to me, Chicago that I really hated one time, another time I really enjoyed, Madison, Wisconsin, I've had great experiences and bad experiences with the DIY community. So sure. this is all definitely like nuance, but I would say the overarching culture that like people identify as like that's DIY which I think now you can kind of argue is like either like the soft emo or the like the pop punk of our current Gen Z type vibes. Yeah, I'm talking about those, not necessarily the ask the act of DIY. That's different, right? Because like I know what that is. I see what you're saying. Because I do that. It's a yeah. Yes, it's a culture that basically that, yes. that's kind of like hijacked the name. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They're okay. like, oh, we're DIY because we do it this way, and like we also like act like pieces of shit at shows and act selfish <laughs> as hell. Yeah. And like, and also like my, my, my feelings are more important than yours. And also like I'm DIY and that's why I'm doing this is because like, I'm trying to look out for myself cause I'm a DIY musician. Uh, okay. I, yeah. I, I, you know, it's a, uh, I haven't experienced that. Yeah, me either. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, well, that's, but I also don't exist. Like we, like we haven't operated in that. Wor- oh, oh hang on. Go back to that. You don't exist. <laughs> oh no. boy! Well, we don't. Chilean conferred. We don't. We we don't really operate in the world that you know. I'd consider what we do DIY. Like everything is self-produced. Everything is self-funded. Everything. Your own is money, self- right? Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's, a, it's it's everything DIY. like that. You know, it's actually DIY. It's actually DIY. Now, if there's a culture, it's kind of like the same thing. Where you know the you know the the, the Gen Z crowds kind of like hijacked the term like yep. woke. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, and then yep. there's like same this there's this, this idea of like okay, well. You have to acknowledge this, this, and this in this specific way, or you're not actually progressive, or you're not actually this. Yes. Yeah. What would be yeah. an example of somebody doing D- something DIY that it's not? It, it's not actually you, DIY. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So a good example is like these bands that will like put on shows, right? And like 
they'll have a show they put on, but then the reality is that they've got somebody like in their band that's in another band that's like doing well. And so they're like, oh, it's a DIY show. But we also promoted it like on our actual Instagram page or something like that. And it's like, okay, well, like it's DIY, like for sure, like you did it yourself. But then at the same time, it's like, what's different about that than like a a normal band, like any time ever, like every band has started DIY at some point, but then it's like, you're using that tag of like, it's DIY. We did it ourselves as a branding point. Yeah. And which is fine. But like it is, I feel like in the past, especially like the past four or five years, to be honest, if they come manipulated to the point of like, it's kind of like the rap battle sort of thing. It's like, Hey, we can end you. Yeah. In five minutes on an Instagram post, if we want to, that is, if you don't get on this train, like we can end you in five minutes because we don't like the way you talk to us at this show. That is a much broader um, yeah, I've never problem that. though. That's yeah, that's totally right. Because, because really, the, no, yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah, percent. But but that's oh, jinx. Th- that's but that's not that's not just the DIY cult. That's repre- That's like the representation of like the Gen Z. Uh, um, who have hijacked the DIY culture, in my opinion. Yeah, because the thing is, it's, it's like, it's like that that goes across the board, like like in any spectrum, whether it's music or whether it's politics or whether it's whatever. Yeah, you can say it, that. It's yeah. like if you don't do it this way, uh, we will end you, and to the point where it becomes like 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 they cannibalize Religious. themselves. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's very dogmatic, and, and and it's and they hold each other to a, to a standard that they can't actually live up to themselves. No, definitely not. Right. And 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 then beyond that, there's a commitment to the to the lifestyle. Where and we noticed this. Uh, we had a our friend uh, Mike Ciro. He's a promoter over at Underbelly in 1904, mm-hmm. um, and he's he works really heavy in the in the in the metal scene and the in the punk scene. And you know, we were kind of asking him like, you know, why bands in that scene like don't ever make money? I mean, well, there's ten bands on one bill, and you know, right, promoters yeah. seem to like always kind of screw them. He's like, it's not even about that. It's a there's a commitment to the lifestyle. Like, like if you're gonna be punk or you're gonna be metal, like you're going. Like that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing, and you're gonna struggle. And if you yeah. if you succeed, you're kind of disowning the brand. You know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there's yeah. a there's a commitment to that struggle and to that lifestyle that if you start to exceed beyond that, you're kind of like abandoning them. It's like a like the crabs in a pot of boiling water kind of mentality. Right. Right. And so, like, with that, I'll say, like, like, for me and my personal experience in the community that I, like, was advertising themselves as DIY, it was just a name front for, like, let's have shows that we get drunk at and, like, you know, play, which is totally fine. Like, I'm down for that. Like, if that's that's your intention, if if you're super content with just, like, hey, me and my my boys are going to play a show at our house every other month and, like, have fun, great. But don't pretend like the whole establishment is against you because you're oh. doing this DIY scene. It's a, now it's it just like, clicked in my head. It's, it's okay, a, I it's get a commitment it. to the lifestyle, you know, it, like to the point where you're you're yeah. not even like acknowledging that like that there's another that there's a different way. It you know? actually circles your point too, of like selling like, out and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. like no, I'm buying in. Like I'm tr- like so what I'm trying. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Like I want to put time into this. Like I put this artwork out. Like. I'm not going to be like, oh, that's cringe. Right. Like, no, man, this is like, fuck it. I'm going to be cringe. Back in like, our let me day. be cringe. I'm going to do it. Yeah. We used to call them uh, posers. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, but I don't, I, I, I would say they Shake were. Shake off some dust a little bit. Yeah. I, I, Poser. I would say Poser. those. Yeah. They, 
But the, the people he's talking about aren't the posers, though. Like, we'd be the posers. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. What, what, when you, when you come sit, on, man. What, what, Get yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most ridiculous, like, 90s as-if face you could ever make. I know. Yeah. Um, now when you fucking when, poser, what, no one said bring back poser. No one says that anymore. That's a good unpopular opinion. Yeah. Um, when you said DIY scene, I was actually gonna uh, turn to Gene and and have him comment on that because I know he comes from that world, right, Gene? Uh, Not come from that world, but I mean, I, I know that you. Yeah. In what no. world you dipped do you your toes? You, you, no, you, you dipped your toes. Oh, I def I definitely did. I had two different like I had, I had in two different houses that I had. I was having shows, but for me, it was a lot about just uh, kind of like what you were saying of just like, I just kind of, I had a bunch of sound gear and I wanted to just have shows in my house because it sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah. So like, <laughs> Which is totally cool, and then, right? And yeah, that's what I did. But I interacted with a lot of what you were talking about. And it got to a point where it was just like, especially towards the end of it, like a lot of what brought, like, a lot, and especially that a lot of that scene kind of like died out, especially because of COVID. It just, mm -hmm. you know, yep. the, no, nothing happened. Um, but, uh, the, uh, um, right before that it was like, we were even just starting to not want to do it anymore just cause it was like, it was just like, it was, it was too much. Like it was it's very, tense, yeah, right? it was very intense. There was a lot of people that felt very kind of like, you know, authoritative, or, yep. you know, yes. self-righteous. It was weird because it was its own bubble and it felt like it had like, you know, like hierarchies. Yep, like there's yeah. people that were definitely like, oh my God, like, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's the end all like, be you know, all. Yeah. It had its own, you know, different, you know, yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's so funny. It's, it's the same thing. It's just representative of like, of like the, like the far, like extreme, like progressives too. I feel, I feel like it's the same yep. kind of culture, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like you can't, do this this way or that way and you have to like do it this way or that way and if you don't then you're just a fucking nazi yeah and it's like wait what and like you know like and so i would i would probably say like to self-correct myself to some degree that was redundant um to self-correct myself you're right this to self-correct yourself self-correct yeah you could no, just right. say self-correct mm -hmm. yeah to self-correct um it uh that's that. There's that that private school education. That work private for you. school education shining through. <laughs> Praise Thank Lord. God. Well, homeschooled. You can't forget. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's real private. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about a bubble? There you go. <laughs> yeah, was... I'm definitely in an echo chamber my entire life. Um, yeah, but I'm talking about like the people that have hijacked the DIY community, changed what that definition is to be what it is now. Right. And so, like, I'm acknowledging as a somewhat of a realist myself, more optimistic realist, I would say. Um, I really liked what you said earlier, though, about, um, like, I, I think DIY is a really weird, um, like, it's, like, it doesn't make any sense because anything could be a DIY. I, like, when you said, like, it was definitely, like, just, like, pop punk, you know, that yep. I almost think, like, underground is a better way to fit it or just, like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just, like, a, a like premature subsect. But it's always that pop punk indie type type of music. That, 100%. Like, very into like, uh, God, like what were the bands that were really popular? Mom Jeans and yep. uh, fucking Dinosaur Jr. And, yeah. yeah. Dinosaur yeah, Jr. They're old as hell though. Uh, yeah, but they've been around. Like, uh, they, they were like under but anyway, underground like, for a while. Yeah. It is, it is like that, that kind of scene, like, you know, like through and through. So. Yeah. And but, it's like, I love those shows. Like they're great to do those kind of shows. Like yeah. I, I really enjoyed them and they benefited me. For sure they benefited from me. But, at the same time, it was like I'm always on edge because it's like if I piss the wrong person off 
again, they can kind of decide like, oh yeah, like you're done in this town kind yeah. of thing. And I don't like that authoritative, like <laughs> if you want to get big eventually, like you want to come up to the top level, like you have to go through our DIY scene and like match all of our parameters before we'll let you get on these big shows. Yeah. And it's like, if you bypass that, they're going to try their hardest to like. Big shows. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, a bigger house. Yeah. A bigger house. Yeah. Like they're going to try their hardest to be like, oh, does he fit the mold? If not, like shut him down. It's, I, I just feel like, I, yeah, man, it's, it's so, I feel like it's, this is not to rag on, like I hate the people to rag on like the, the, like the next generation type shit, but it, but it is like, cause people didn't. Y'all need to learn. No, no, right? it's, it's not even that. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Back not. Back in my it's, day. It's, yeah. yeah. It's not that at all because like we're, we're like, we're fresh out of that. Like people were like the millennials, like fucking this and that, like, you know, whatever. Now the Gen Z is like coming to the point where they're all adults, but, but Gen Z has done something where they've hijacked meanings of, of culture, like yeah. groups of culture. And they've and they've made, they've, they, they've shifted the narrative to a point where people that identified as those things before, no longer identify with those things, and because they because they they pushed it to such to such an extreme, uh, um, like the people that were on their side before are like no longer on their side. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's politically, that's musically, that's like that's just across the board. You know, I mean, like even to like the extent of like what I'm doing here at this studio right now. Like, I look at myself as DIY. Yeah, but like I I don't record any DIY bands here. Do they record? They do record. That's the thing. And you know what's funny is like I feel like they they probably record in studios, but it's like because I'm attached to a commercial building, and oh. I pay insurance and I pay like you're not like a, a fucking shack in someone's backyard. Yeah, or like all yeah. of a sudden it's like oh no man you're corporate. It's like no, dude, I'm fucking doing this myself. Yeah. Like this is DIY. Like I'm doing my own like accounting shit in between sessions. I'm like okay, I gotta do all this stuff and like figure it out. It's like that's DIY to me. I yeah, think, I think it's yeah. It's just not fun being poor in your thirties. <laughs> it just it really fucking sucks. So is it yeah. just like bitterness? Yeah, it's just like I don't I don't want I don't want to be part of that DIY. I want a fucking car with air conditioning yeah, it's just, or a house with air conditioning. You just gotta fucking. It's just it's just at some point it's just time to buy in. You know. Yeah. That's yes. Is, yeah. You know? And so it sounds like to, it sounds like to me that you and I have like a very similar. Uh, unpopular opinion here. Yeah, for sure. Definitely for sure. do. Yeah, for sure. I definitely scared you a little bit with like the definition of DIY. You did because I definitely identify as like a DIY artist, like through and through. Because there's as no, do, yeah. there's no financial backing. There's no, yep, there's no like, record label behind you. There's yeah, no, like yeah. there's nothing. I mean, there's no booking agent. There's no like like, yep. like we're doing all this shit ourselves. So it's like I. So when I hear that, I'm like, okay, what? And I, then I clickbaited you for sure. You did, and then yeah. you, but then you accurately uh, describe something that's <clears throat> that's kind of like uh, a permeating culture as a whole. I'm scared beyond. of it, honestly. Like, like for like like for the music community, like I, that's what I'm saying. Is like up and coming artists. I'm like so on. I feel for them because like they feel like immediately out of the gate, you have to have a narrative that you understand. You have to have a sound that you understand. Like what happened to going and playing like coffee house open open mic things where it's like do whatever you want to do yeah like there's still some out there like i think rain dogs does a great job of doing that and like other places in jacksonville do like a great job of doing that but that used to be like when i was starting like i at this point like literally 10 years ago for me personally like 10 years ago which is a decade right that's a valuable amount of time it was very different like i could go to nine or ten places in a month and go play open mic nights and like express myself aim shoot recalibrate like that song didn't do well for this reason, whatever, but not for any other reason beyond the music itself. Right. No personal relationships were involved. It wasn't like, 
ooh, this person and I didn't get along, so I can't go do these house shows anymore. Right. Like, what? No, it's, that's that's bullshit. It's the same thing in the comedy <laughs> world, too, like the alt-comedy scene versus, oh, like, yeah. the mainstream, or not even mainstream, just, like, kind of, like, are, are you playing, like, like clubs? Are you, like, are you doing open mics at, like, you know, established places? Are you getting yeah. spots at the comedy cellar or, like, at the comedy store? Or are you, like, playing, or are you performing at a fucking... A laundromat on a fucking Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, or some county fair in Iowa. Yeah, like. it's just like it's like and 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 for a lot of people, that's the uh, like for a lot of comedians in that world, like that's the thing. It's like right. like and, and the all comedy is not really so much about comedy as much as it's about trying to like make a like like a point. Mm-hmm. You know, with with kind of like a, like a like a like a I guess a funny perspective because it's making fun right. of the mainstream yeah. culture, but at the same time, it's like it's it's really more of like a, it's coming from a place of bitterness and not from a place of comedy. You know, yeah, it's like a it's like a jovial resentment. That, that's such a great way. To, yeah, exactly. That's like the best way to describe, a jovial resentment. And Maybe it's, a good band name. I don't know. That's a great band name. Down. No, he doesn't like that. Maybe a good album name. I don't know. Jovial uh, resentment. Yeah, it's a good album name. It's just it's not. It's just like it's too deep. It's too deep. Uh, so yeah, Billy doesn't like. We, we, yeah. we went big through, time, big like time banana wine. He like he's in denial about everything. He's like, yeah, he yeah just, I, like that. That's too heady. Maybe it's know. way too heady. Yeah, he needs. There's no thought. Probably. I also just, feel bad like digging into you because we've had like how much interaction at this point? Like not much interaction. So I'm not gonna like. You guys stab have been making deep. fun of me. <laughs> Case in point. This whole time we can, we can um, sidebar. Yeah. I'm dense. <laughs> well, um, all right, let's wrap this up, bro. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Your place is, is amazing. Thank is, you so much for, for our emergency podcast. Yeah. Emergency podcast. <laughs> no, that's a good name. Because uh, fucking <laughs> Billy's house turned into Satan's yeah, taint again. Well, that's such um, a weird way to say that's it. it. But it's so good, though, right? It's yeah, it's pretty hot. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure if you guys got any recording needs, production needs, whatever, come to Pine Studio. Yeah. Fucking Jacob's the man. Yeah. And he's letting us do this for free every Tuesday. Can you guys believe that or what? It's just, what, what, what a nice guys. Exposure small points ten, all day. Small $10,000. It's crazy. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Um, anyways, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in. Adios, muchachos. Peace.